Okay, you ready to uh, finish part two of our two-part Who I Am episode? I sure am. I figured now that we've gotten any new listeners roped in Uh and they missed out on like the crazy antics we normally start the show with, now we can get them (laughs) back into the way things should be. Sure, sure. So we have a very special guest to open the show this week. Oh, that's right. That's me, Jerry Seinfeld. (laughs) This is my favorite Louis K song. What's the the deal with who I am? (laughs) I thought you were going to play the Brady voicemail. <laughs> that's regular show. That, even I know that's regular show business. That's not cold open. What's the deal with who I've been? I hate that guy. Who I am ain't who I've been. And who I am will take the second chance you gave me. Who I am ain't who I've been. Cause who I've been only ever made me. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Hi, everybody, it's me, Jerry. <laughs> that's, how sh- that's how it normally goes when we start a podcast. Feels so much better. Feels much better than last time. Like, oh, oh feels- things are set up nicely. We've embarrassed ourselves. Oh, my gosh. In addition to how we embarrassed ourselves last week, apparently. Wow. Wow. So right off I've the top. Been, I've been like laboring over that for the past week. Like so, I feel so stupid. I don't feel stupid. So here's the here's the thing. <laughs> I guess we would call it Sungate or Sun Sunrise Gate. Sungate sounds like a gated community in Florida. <laughs> it's one hundred percent. That so, absolutely exists. Let's let Brady t- Let's let Brady say what he had to say first, and then I'll say what I have to say in reply to that. Hi, O'Leary's. This is Brady, corporate overlord. You guys really missed the ball on this one. The Pacific Ocean is on the west side of North America, but it is on the east side of Australia. So when the sun rises, it always rises in the east and sets in the west. So when you're in North America... The sun sets in the Pacific Ocean, which is on the western side of the continent. In Australia, it rises in the east because the Pacific Ocean is on the eastern side of the continent. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Happy St. Patty's Day. I know. I get it. I know. Okay, here's... I refuse to go back and listen to... (laughs) How it was phrased in, in the last episode. But we got it right eventually. However, maybe we... I understood it. I got it. Nothing he just said... Like, Listen, this I know is I'm like... Playing, I know it's bullshit. It's like bullshit because I'm playing know-it-all on top of having us both gotten something completely wrong. But by the end of that segment of the show, I understood. And yeah. whether or not I actually said it right, because it's this binary... Thing. And I think everyone on listening to the show by now should know that, like, I have this problem, which is not, like, diagnosed. I don't know what it is, but I have a thing where I flip nouns and, like, I'll stare at a tweet for an hour and not see the typo glaring right in front of my face. I just have this thing where my brain skips over simple mistakes. So if I sit, sometimes I'm saying, like, look at that beautiful sunrise, and I literally meant sunset. But I know it's a sun rise because i know the sun rises up and i know what it, but when you have a binary concept i'll flip words remember that time when i was trying to talk about instagram and i said spotify 
yes. or something. And you were like, what? And I had no idea I did it. You were talking about Facebook. Facebook. I was talking and about... You were going fa- on and on about Spotify. And I was like, I know I'm new to Spotify, but like, this doesn't make any sense. I was what talking about saying? Facebook and I was like... just using the word Spotify. So maybe I shouldn't have a podcast if this is my issue. <laughs> But I get it, and I and eventually I got it. Because what what did you want to say about it? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like you know how there used to be that show. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? <laughs> like the question. Like of course you're smarter than a fifth grader. The questions that they ask though are are you questions stronger than a fifth that... <laughs> grader? Yeah, I could just kick that kid around the ground. Just can't do anything about it. The questions that they ask are like what you learn in a primary school setting, right? That to have no by practical the t- use, use in an adult life. So by the time you become an adult, it's like I have already moved that knowledge out of my head to make more room for the knowledge that I actually need. The last time I took geography, this is actually kind of sad, but hey, Montessori schools, yes. Um, the last time I took geography was sixth grade. Like, I don't remember where Australia is. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I know where Australia is. But, like, the whole thing just got thrown off because we didn't even get into, like, song meanings in your deep dive. But in your deep dive and song meanings and stuff, there are people who are confused about the ocean and the sunrise and the sunset. You touched on that, knowing we talk about it a week later. You touched on that, and I had literally never thought of the significance of saying the sunrise, I see the proverbial sunrise over the Pacific. I, I never gave a crap about the fact that he's talking about sunrise over I the I never thought about the I line until the genius It annotation. doesn't matter to me. And if you t- ask me to think about it, I'd be like, oh yeah, the sun doesn't rise over the Pacific. But I never gave it a second of thought. And here you've got a whole bunch of people on the internet confused about it all together. <laughs> so I'm extra confused. I'm like, no, 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 wait. It's because across the ocean, that's where it is. And it's on the opposite side. I got it. I then exacerbated the whole <laughs> issue by thinking I was being clever. And I tweeted something about how like, well, if... He had said, I see the sunrise over the Indian Ocean. We wouldn't be as confused. And right. then Daniel, you can see my socks, was Uh-oh. like, what? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, because of the thing with the oceans that we mixed up? And he's like, well, the sun would set over the Indian Ocean for Australia. And I'm like, mother f- <laughs> Yes. I don't mean, I'm not calling him that, but I'm saying MF to myself. I'm like, yes, whatever. I'm disappointed in myself because I rewatch Band of Brothers and the Pacific every year. They're stationed in Australia for a little while in the Pacific. I know where it is. Like, wh- I don't know. It's just, I think it's like one of those things where you're so sure of something or you know something and then you you are influenced by someone else and you're like, wait a minute, am I wrong? Mm-hmm. Have I been wrong? And you just don't think about it anymore so i blame genius and song meanings but we're we're harping on this for way too long but the last (laughs) irony of it is that we had guests on and we're from australia Australia, and we have them again this week we have part two of our conversation with them but it's funny because they because we informed them because we didn't know this i found it on the wikipedia for this song that this song was written in australia after Mm -hmm. tyson and brian pittman had a fight so of course, it's set in Australia, so the sun rises over the Pacific. But to them, they didn't know the song was written in Australia, and they probably heard the lyrics. I can't. I guess I could ask them to confirm this, but they probably heard lyrics like "I see the sunrise over the Pacific," 
It's probably meaningless to them. It's just like, oh, yeah, Sunrise is over the Pacific. Right. Probably even more <laughs> innocuous a lyric to them because it wouldn't have any special significance because they're like, that's where the sun rises. So, but to me, it was more like, I just don't think about these things too deeply when I'm just enjoying a song. They made a great meme about it. You can check that out on Twitter. Yes. At Punko's They Pod. mapped it out for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized I hope that's their Twitter handle. Yes, it is. Okay, cool. <laughs> So, any any actual top of the show business? Well, we do have a ton of voicemails. Oh, and wow. I don't think... Oh, are they all about... No. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think... There's a lot of voicemails, and we have... Um, we have a lot like to cover Sean today. and uh, Jarrett also called... I think Jarrett... Well, some people... Sean called a bunch, and he later was like, sorry. Nice. Sean's just catching up on the show, so he has a lot of voicemails. So we'll kind of like stretch Sean's voicemails out over future episodes cool. because they don't necessarily pertain exactly to last week but brady does have one more voicemail here so we'll play this and then we'll play everyone else's in the following weeks hey jess this is a corporate overlord and fellow swifty brady um how excited are you for taylor's version of fearless love story like it's it's so so great it's like less overproduced and like they bring the instruments more towards the front, like uh, and that that steel guitar at the beginning, and then uh, the heavy violin at the or fiddle at the end. It's just fantastic. I cannot wait for Fearless Taylor's version to come out next month. How about you? All right. Have a good day. What do you think, Jess? I'm getting you. I'm getting you caught in a line. It's not a lie, but I'm getting you caught. <laughs> I haven't listened yet this because is... I'm I'm a new Swifty. Right. So I came in with folklore and now Evermore is totally my jam. This yeah, this is the problem that it's been in our family. <laughs> and we talked about it. But he said about love story, so uh -huh. I definitely have to listen to that because I did like that song when it came out because that song was really popular around the time that Danny proposed. So I used to actually jam out to that song because I'd be like, and that was, Oh, he proposed. He said, marry me, Julie. <laughs> You'll never have to be alone. Yeah. And her, her parents had said, get away from our daughter or whatever. But yeah, so that's part of the reason why this whole Taylor Swift thing for Jessica in the last year has been so obnoxious is because first she loved that song. And I was like, okay, we'd listen to it to be in mixes and stuff. And then suddenly one year around like 2011, 2012, Jessica was like, I don't like Taylor Swift. Don't, you know, I hate Taylor Swift. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess we ha I have to hate her. And this, this is an anti-Taylor Swift family. And I guess it was mostly because Jessica hates country and she perceived... You're allowed to formulate your own opinions, Dan. You can like whomever you I know, you but... You, yeah, and it was about the, like, the, the way... Taylor Swift is perceived as a mean girl, like the way she holds grudges against right. people for things that are like pithy things, like what happened with Katy Perry and stuff like that. Listen, I'm so going to take Katy Perry's side every time because of the RK connection. So, right, which we didn't even know <laughs> when you were more of a Katy Perry fan than Taylor Swift. No, yeah, did yeah. you ever? Um, did you ever find that, that footage? footage? No, I'll find it eventually. Oh, you gotta find that so footage. So for the first two, the first not the not counting the Christian album, but the first two Katy Perry albums, we had those in our car all the time, and you took Katy Perry's side in the 
debate of the whatever you call it. The, I don't care, Danny. You don't, care, don't care anymore. It's all in the past. No, I didn't care then either. I was making a joke. <laughs> like, I have never purchased a copy of Us Weekly or anything else. Like, I don't care what celebrities are doing. I just, whatever. So, Jessica, so... <laughs> I just didn't like Taylor Swift for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> so, like, we, so she, <laughs> there was no, there was, like, nothing behind it other than I'm like, ah, I just, I don't really like her vibe. I don't know. Like... Now I do like her vibe. People can grow and change. And isn't that beautiful, Danny? People like Lana Del Rey. Who I am hates who I've been, which was who hated Taylor Swift. (laughs) So, and Jessica just hinted at the thing that I still haven't found. But somewhere I have footage of me talking to Katy Perry at Soul Fest when she was still Katie Hudson. And she was on tour with, or, you know, traveling around with Reliant K. Must be 2003. Because it's that same infamous footage of her stage diving at Cornerstone that same year. So that same tour, I have footage of me talking to Katie Hudson. And I have not found that footage yet. It's some I, don't, I haven't tried hard because I got to go through all those mini DV cassettes. And I don't We're really... halfway through the pod, hon. You've got you to do it. <laughs> you got to get on top of that. I will. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of Lana Del Rey, there's going to be a special Patreon coming out soon where we We're listen go. through. Yeah. Beatrice hit me up online and was like, hey, what do you think of the new Lana album? And I was like, oh, I actually have not listened yet. And so I started (laughs) listening. We put it on. And the first song comes on. And we just started tearing apart the lyrics. (laughs) And so we were like, let's let's do this in a special Patreon episode. Lana Del Rey with an I, like Reliant K. It's a stretch, but I'll... I'll allow it. And there's a connection because she names drops Kings of Leon for no good reason. And <sighs> Ethan Luck has played with Kings of Leon. So there you go. Like, you know how Reliant K is really good with their references and weaving in their references flawlessly? New Lana just, just doesn't, doesn't can't anymore. <laughs> she used to. I don't know what happened. Well, anyways... I'll save it for that discussion. But yeah, so you have voicemails. No, I'll do them next week. Oh, we're doing all the voicemails next week. (laughs) We got Daniel, we got Jared, we got Sean. And none of them are about... None of them are about last week. One of them is about Collapse So Long that happened a couple weeks ago now. So we'll just do those throughout the next coming months. For the remainder of Sadie Halfway Pod. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty then. Well, let's get into it. Let's get back into it. With who I am hates who I've been. The Wikipedia page for this song has such a long, detailed description of the music video. Like, the biggest chunk of the Wikipedia is just detailing out everything that happens in the music video. And I guess that's because it's not on the official Reliant K feed. You, In order to find the music video, you have to go to, like... I think it might be on other Go- other people's okay um uh, YouTube pages YouTube and stuff uploads yeah it might be like on the um goatee oh okay because for instance for instance uh the my girlfriend Marilyn Manson ate my girlfriend video the one that's like the most watched is a low res version but then if you find the version on the goatee records official YouTube page. It's a much better upload, but for some reason, because... Oh, yeah, you're right. I see it yeah. here. So basically what happens is, like, there's these lower-res uploads, like, 10, 12 years ago, and those end up with the most views because they've been up the most time. 
And the way Google works is the more web pages, you know, link back, oh, the way most search engines work is the more times a web page is referenced in other web pages causes it to go up in the list. Right. So the older YouTube uploads have been shared on vlog on blogs and sure. links and all kinds of stuff. So those end up at the top of the list, the crappy uploads. Yeah. But then Goatee goes and re-uploads these videos in higher, better quality, but you got to kind of dig or specifically type in Goatee Records to find those versions. Yeah, because it says here, uh, Goatee Records uploaded it six years ago and it, yeah. it only has 66,000 views, but... I know the one that I clicked into is like a lower res version from, I think, like 11 years ago right. that popped up in the deep dive. They Might Be Giants have this problem in a big way as well. And their official page has re-uploaded everything with the specific with the specific words like highest quality or mm, higher mm-hmm. quality. And these are recent uploads from like the last three years. So they're like desperately trying to make these better quality uploads overtake the old ones that are uploaded by fans. Yeah, and it's funny on the Wikipedia because this is one of the few Wikipedia songs that... Oh, well, actually... Wow, The Truth has its own page. So a lot of songs that we've done on this show so far don't have their own separate Wikipedia pages. But that's shocking to see that The Truth does. High of 75 does not, of all things. Like, I feel like that's as big, if not a bigger song, maybe, than... No, Who I Am Hates Who I've Been, we talked about it. Who I Am Hates Who I've Been has charted on mainstream rock radio. And I don't think High of 75 charted as high. So Who I Am Hates Who I've Been is like quantifiably a bigger song to the world at large than High of 75. But it's funny that The Truth has its own Wikipedia page. And it's just really a stub. So I guess people were basically just kind of like filling out <laughs> the Wikipedia page for... Uh, who I am hates who I've been. I, I feel like over over describing the video isn't necessarily just because people might not go see the video, but more like let's just fill up fill this up page. Wikipedia page yeah. with as much nonsense as we can. So for some comments over on Genius, Daniel Brandt four years ago uh, marked this as missing something. Not sure what that means. You're more of the <laughs> genius in the family. Uh Daniel Brandt says his mention of proverbial sunrise is interesting and meaning that the sunrise may not actually be a real one, but in reference to a proverb. As a Christian, Thiessen is likely oh, no. referencing the book of Proverbs, no. such as Proverbs 4.18, which says, but the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. This is relevant to the song, saying that he is returning to the path of righteousness that is rising and shining on his life again. Now, Webster's Dictionary defines proverbial as one of relating to or resembling a proverb and two, something that has become a proverb or byword, in other words, commonly spoken of. The word proverbial is not in and of itself a biblical word. It's simply, and look, if you look up proverb, it means a brief popular epigram or maxim. The word proverb just means like a short little sentence, like something that gets passed around, some words that get passed around. And the book of Proverbs in the Bible is called that because they are Proverbs in the Bible. Do you get what I'm saying? 
Yeah, I like, tuned out a little bit because I started thinking about Pulp Fiction. I'm sorry. <laughs> something about the path of, of righteousness. I just need you to, I, need, I, need, I need confirmation on, this, okay. on the thought process of this. The Bible did not invent the word proverb. The book of Proverbs is called that because it's the Proverbs that are found in the Bible. Right. But Proverbs are found everywhere. Yes. In the world. In every religion and in every non, in every secular society, sure, a proverb is not in and of itself something that was created by the Bible. So when you say something is proverbial, you mean something that is spoken of widely. Period. That's yes. it. It doesn't. It's not in and of itself a religious reference. Now, if you're talking about Christianity, if you're a Christian band, sure, the word proverb to you makes you think of the Bible. Sorry to whoever this is. <laughs> It is a real sunrise over the Pacific in Australia. It is not a metaphor. So the next annotation we have is for the chorus. I'm sorry for the person I became. I'm sorry that it took so long for me to change. I'm ready to try and never become that way again. Because who I am hates who I've been. Who I am hates who I've been. This annotation is unreviewed. Uh, From A underscore Music Nation. The narrator could be speaking to God, saying that he is sorry for turning away and doing what he has done and that he is ready to do better and follow God. Uh, Young Sandwich, six years ago, (laughs) responded, he could also be speaking to his friends and family as his actions would affect them too. Well, he was very specifically writing it about one friend. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, good Lord. Sorry. I just clicked (laughs) on the next annotation and it's a novel. Verse two. And I heard the reverberating footsteps sinking up to the beating of my heart. Again, this annotation is unreviewed. So Christian Santiago three years ago said, in line with the biblical overtones of being separated by Job, by one's actions, a sense, maybe they mean God there, a sense of shame from those actions, then experiencing God's grace and coming back to him. This line is preceded by a line about not talking to anyone, including God, which implies he has fallen away from God. This line is followed by a line about realizing the sin in your life knowing the end result of that sinful lifestyle. What is this, collapsible lung? The recovering recovering from one's mistakes and coming back to God and living a righteous life. I believe this line refers directly to God searching for Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden as they are hiding ashamed of themselves. Wow. Genesis 3, 7 through 10, the NIV version, 7... The eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Why would you make coverings for yourself if you're the only two people around? <laughs> like, who's going to see you? Sorry. <laughs> the, man, the man and his wife. That's a really good point. That sounds... I have never thought of that. That kind of sounds like some stuff that was added later to be more conservative and be like, hey... Cover it up because there's more folks in the world now. Unless it was, I mean, if, if if the real Adam and Eve were more like, they were afraid their genitals might get infected by all the diseases that... What's a fig leaf going to do? <laughs> yeah. The man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. 
But the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. I mean, I guess if you don't know if there's anybody else around, you want to come. No, because why would you have like, it's like the Blue Lagoon, right? Like, why would you even necessarily need to, you know, you wouldn't have those sort of inhibitions if you're the only ones around. You wouldn't have inhibitions in general. You wouldn't be, uh, you, you wouldn't be wise to the world around you. Right. Look at Jessica. Sorry. Break it. <laughs> I don't think this is. I Oops. don't think. I don't think this is like some sort of breaking apart the Bible. Like, well, you know, by walks on water, they meant walk by the water or whatever. It's not like you're like breaking apart a biblical core principle. Like just because, yeah, that doesn't make. I'm in just hindsight, asking a question. Like, yeah, I don't know. it's a good question. Like, why would they be specifically? And and first of all, no. This song does not specifically connect to that specific story. I guess it can in your head canon, absolutely. Yeah. But I really, 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 really doubt that Matt Thiessen, when he wrote Who I Am, Hates Who I've Been, he was like, you know what? I got in a huge fight with Brian Pittman. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write a song about how I shouldn't fight with my friends. And I'm going to think about when Adam and Eve first realized they were naked. Right. What? Hey, Brian, I wrote this song about when Adam and Eve first realized their shame. Will you forgive, will you forgive me? And he's like, no, I'm leaving the band right after this tour. <laughs> Bombchu two years ago said, uh, marked this as missing something. I think it also refers to people leaving him because of his behavior. The reverberating footsteps are people walking away because they don't want to know him anymore because of how he's acting. Syncing up with the beating of my heart creates an image of his heart beating along with the footsteps as in it feels so painful and heavy to his heart to watch people walk away. It literally affects his heartbeat. This is why he then says that he needs to get himself together or he'll fall apart because he's all alone now. I That's think that makes a lot that more makes sense. A lot yeah. of sense. I've actually never given any thought to, I hear the reverberating footsteps sinking yeah. into the beginning of my heart. I just, I just thought it sounded like a nice kind of, tone moments in the in the otherwise the story of the song but i didn't think necessarily what does it exactly mean and that makes a lot of sense to me yeah i totally agree with bomb too then from the bridge and who i am will take the second chance you gave me an anonymous genius annotation said redemption god giving us chances to turn away from mistakes and towards him as we know uh, it's the second chance is you know, in reference to Brian Pittman giving him a second chance. Right. Based on the fact that they and the had thing, a fight. And yeah, the thing is like this. So this is one of those songs that I think is both. It is both a contrite song to God. And it is a song about relationships on earth with other humans. It's both. Uh, like Be My Escape, spoiler warning for when we do that. I think Be My Escape is about a girl, a love relationship with a human, and it is about your relationship with the Lord. Good poetry can be about more than one thing. It can be more about more than two things. It can be about more than eight things. Like, that's yeah. what good poetry is. So to me, Who I Am, Hate, Who I've Been is about both. But what solidifies that, la that line that this genius specifically talked about is what solidifies it to me as more about relationships with other people. Mm -hmm. The second chance you gave me, that's 
God doesn't give you second chances. He he gives you unlimited he gives chances. You unlimited chances. God, I also I don't think of a forgiving God as giving you chances. He just he's just there. He's just there. There's a difference between like, you know, you know what I mean. Like you have to. I don't feel like you have to earn your forgiveness from God. That's not my Christ. That's not right. my God. Like you, you, if you feel bad because you've sinned, that's good because you are feeling like you have done something wrong for yourself. You've you've acknowledged what is sin to yourself, and you say, "I want to learn from this experience and come back." And you know that God has forgiven you, and He's giving you far more than a second chance. But then, with absolutely, human, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. The humans are more fickle than that. Yeah. That's what I think is like, so, and then it gets, it gets iffy, especially because uh, Magnified Pod has been talking about this a lot recently. There's something they've always talked about, but they talk about it more and more with these bands that they're doing right now. But like, you know, the, the more you beat yourself up over your perceived um, relationship with God about like, why do you love me, Lord? I'm such a sinful person piece mm-hmm. of crap you're taking power away from god when mm-hmm. it, it, and it also kind of plays again into the romantic uh implications of some of matt Thiessen's writing specifically about women that are like too great for him and like so much better than him and stuff i'm like if someone loves you and god is the ultimate power of love they they, they it's no it's not work for them it's it's not it's not something that's hard to do. They they're not judging. God is not judging you, and choosing to like, you're don't take. I guess what I'm saying is I, you, I get it. Don't it's take like, the power away from God. Yeah. And saying God, why are you God? Why are you so stupid to love me? That's like what right. a lot of contriteness becomes when it's done wrong. Yeah. Like who's to and and going back to like the relationship thing and everything. It's like who's to say who is or is not out of your league. And, like, if you're going to use even that sort of comparison, like, you definitely don't want to use that with God because he's the only one who's out of everyone's league. Right. So, uh, yeah, I I get where you're coming from. So just the the fact that 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 genius contributor referenced that specific line as being about God, I'm like, well, that's the only line to me that is not about God in a song that is about both God and human relationships. That's the one that... anchors it back to human relationships because if you've really hurt someone who's human sure the bible says they should forgive you but forgiveness it needs to be more earned sometime depending on what's happened yeah you know you're not entitled to any human's forgiveness and and going back to great poetry which is sort of like a few topics back now there's this great I was reading this book about Jim Morrison and the Doors, and I can't remember if this was advice that Jim Morrison gave or got, but it's that good poetry and good writing in general, mm-hmm. every line should have two me- at least two meanings. Right. And I think that that's something that we come across all the time with Reliant K is that it's so open that you can interpret it how you want. You can make it about God. You can make it about love. You can make it about friendships you can make it about whatever situation it best speaks to you as mm-hmm. we have song facts this week Ooh, who i am hates who i've been written by lead singer matt Thiessen, is one of reliant k's most popular songs unlike their earlier humor laced work it's a much more serious reflective piece in our interview he explained that the song was written about a particular incident said Thiessen, 
The song is about a very specific episode that happened between me and my bass player, and it's one of those mistakes. Sometimes I say things to people, I guess, with the intention of hurting their feelings or something like that. And it was something I've been working really hard at, just trying to be a nice guy and stuff. So it was just one of those moments where I was pretty bummed at myself for being a jerk. And so, yeah, it's kind of like that song sums up all those times in our life where we wish we could take something back. We wish we didn't just cross the line like we did. The lyrics are written as an apologetic lament. The narrator bemoans the misdeeds he's done in the past, while at the same time separating himself from them. Those were things he's done, but they aren't things he'd do again. Regret is the line that separates himself from who he's been and will push him forward into becoming somebody better. The album hmm, was more lyrically mature and musically complex than the band's previous lighthearted, upbeat efforts. The risk paid off, however, with the band's two biggest hits, Who I Am Hates Who I've Been and Be My Escape. It was nominated for the 2006 Rock Record Song of the Year Dove Award. I was going to say, I was laughing. I'm like, is it a Dove Award? It's a Dove Award. You know those things that they put in a bowl (laughs) in the lobby and they're like, come on, Christian Vans, come pick up your Dove Award? harsh (laughs) it is harsh but i swear like every band's got a dove award this was a fun little thread that i found on reddit under the subreddit i'll be the judge of that (laughs) uh r slash pop punkers and it it's posted with just like the audio of who i am hates who i've been Poop Popsicles two years ago said, when I was back in school, maybe like 03 or 02, my drummer and my band told me we were going to open for Reliant K at a local venue. We fit the genre, but I was so nervous because they were my favorite band at the time. The day of the show, my aunt blew and I had no extra. So I walked up to Matt, who was tuning his guitar and was like, hey, I love your band. We're opening for you tonight, but my aunt blew. Is there any way I could use yours for tonight? He looked at me and was like, of course, and then got up and got his amp and hooked it up for me super nice guys and i also mentioned that i love pressing on and they dedicated it to me on stage super mario 1313 two years ago said around the same time (laughs) around the same time my band got an opening spot for reliant k man they were just throwing around opening gigs for reliant k i wonder if it was the same yeah my my friends bands have opened i had friends (laughs) bands who opened for them (laughs) Mercury Switch and Good For Life both opened for, uh, I don't talk about Mercury Switch much because Mercury Switch is a metalcore band that I was also friends with and they opened for Reline K at a battle of the bands at some high school in Massachusetts and that's that's the last really mysterious Sick. show I have to figure out like the date and when it was and stuff. I remember one of the local, the, the band that won the battle of the bands played Longview by Green Day and they had to like self-censor all the parts about masturbation and stuff (laughs) but they still won the battle of the bands (laughs) i wonder if it was the same tour anyway that night equipment from every band broke my guitarist strap broke in the middle of the set and we had no backup slash extra guitar the next band's amp was in and out the whole set and even reliant k had tech problems all night i think the drummer broke his snare head p.s i think pressing on is one of my favorite songs from them Truly Madly Bigly two years ago said, that's interesting to hear because I have a friend who was on tour with them a while ago and he said MT was a pretentious douche and horrid to work with. I heard the same about a few fan interactions, so I always just wrote him off. 
Pressing on is pretty great, though. I also enjoy Be My Escape and everything from Two Lefts Don't Make a Right. And it, it, it goes on and on and on for a while. But I just thought that I liked those that, like, everybody has opened for Reliant K. <laughs> then we have a karaoke version over at carafun.com. Oh, I found some karaoke versions on YouTube as well. Oh, nice. <laughs> Not counting the karaoke video, the karaoke bar videos that we talked about with Punko's Pod. I found like the raw karaoke stuff. Oh, nice. We'll find out if this is the same or if this is like some other karaoke company. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It sounds like they just kind of pitched it differently and did that thing where. Who I am, it's who I've been. <laughs> it sounds like they did that thing where you you put like it. Chance you gave me. I, oh, and it's got Jessica showing me. It's got the actual like coloring in the the font. The bounce, follow the follow the what do you call it? The lyrics. Yeah, that's how karaoke works. <laughs> I know, but sometimes I find okay. Thank God it stopped. <laughs> sometimes I find the karaoke song versions of things online, but it doesn't come with the scrolling lyrics. It's just the raw file. You know what I mean? Yeah, it sounds like they just ran the song through a program where they it like it. it compressed it and attempted to remove the vocals, but it doesn't quite. Because I've tried to do that before myself for different things, and it right. like doesn't quite work. It right. just kind of makes it sound like tinny and underwater, mm-hmm, which it did here. Yeah. So that's funny. We'll find out. Oh, you know what? Let's just do it. Let's look real quick. We're not done with your section. But I am just going to go compare that to the raw karaoke files that I found. So this is a karaoke cover bot company called Age of Rock. I see them all the time, not just for Reliant K, but when I'm searching other things. Well, first, this is a P.F. Chang's commercial. (laughs) There we go. Let's see when I skip in. (laughs) I skipped a minute and 20 (laughs) seconds in and I landed on the exact same note. I don't know. It, That's different, for it's sure. It's different, yeah. It's a little crunchier, and, and yeah, I don't know. Do I have another one? Oh, yeah, okay. And here's a different... Oh, here, there was a karaoke cover bot version of the acoustic version. Nice. <laughs> Best of the Year 2006, Volume 2. 16 of the greatest karaoke pop hits from the year 2006. Which... Is this from 2006? It's not, no. really, no. What a strange comp to put it on, because technically... <laughs> it's from 2004. The so- yeah. The song it is- was a single in 2005. It was a single in 2005, a- and it ended up on Bird and the B-Sides in 2008. Unless the Punk Goes Acoustic came out in 2006, which I have Maybe. no idea. And uh, last one. This is so a multiple different... Karaoke company has seemed to love this song. Here's MIDI fine, like MIDI, like a MIDI file, and the word fine, MIDI fine systems version. This one sounds pretty similar to yours so far. It might not be, though. 
let me skip ahead. I think this is the. I think Maybe, this is it. Yeah. Punko's Acoustic Two came out in uh, 2007. So why does <laughs> why does Age of Rock or whatever or chart toppers or whatever it's called <laughs> why do they think it came out in 2006? And I think MIDI Fine Systems Karaoke sounds like the same file to me that Kara Fun that you found uses. Maybe they got their hands on it somehow because well was a track that was just that was recorded for but not on the apathetic ep but that was 2005 right. so yeah. i'm not so sure no where version of 2006 this, came so from. a version of this song was released every year except 2006 <laughs> and that's the year that this one karaoke company is convinced it came the acoustic version came out i accidentally clicked into a fanfic i'm in the middle of instead of my notes and i i almost started reading it We have a Society of Rock article. Uh, Reliant K's Who I Am Hates Who I've Been is an anthem of regret we all relate to. Oh, no. I just clicked into this and there's a, oh, there's an ad from the American Gun Association with a shirt that says when guns are outlawed, I will be an outlaw. All right. Every step we take. Oh, my gosh. So many pop ups. So many things happening on Society of Rock. (laughs) Every step we take, sometimes it is hard to remember that we have an impact on this world because we tend to feel so small. Oh my gosh, and another pop-up. Oh, the healthiest way to wipe your butt. Wow. Wow, this graphic. Wow. So many ads. So many ads. I feel like that's going to go on the 500 Frenzy Facebook group. Tommy Chong, throw out your CBD now. Good Lord, why are there so many things in between every paragraph? (laughs) (laughs) every step we take sometimes it is hard to remember that we have an impact on this world because we tend to feel so small but thanks to reliant case who i am hates who i've been our personal story and how it applies to the rest of the universe is once again put into a perspective of epic proportions as the girl in the video comes to the realization that her specific physical moments determine the fate of those around her she starts to feel the weight of the responsibility on her shoulders as she chooses to take each and every step down the street carefully. That song was about a very specific episode that happened between me and my bass player, yada yada, we just read this over before, (laughs) by Matt Teeson. From the band's Mm -hmm album, the track relates to personal struggles within the band, but is something that every fan can relate, as we all seem to make mistakes every once in a while, right? With a number eight position in the 2005 TRL Top 10 Video Countdown on their belt notches, there are... On their... On their belt notches? You mean a notch to add to their belt? There is definitely a major lesson to be learned after watching this video, as we are all assumed to take responsibility for our actions and the consequences they may have on others. Next up, we have a Bible study blog. This is biblestudy.weebly.com. Who I Am Hates Who I've Been by Reliant K, posted December 18th, 2015. And they post the lyrics... And then it says, please listen to the song Who I Am Hates Who I've Been by Reliant K. It has an acoustic version and a regular version on the Mm-hmm 10 album. In this song, he is running from God and feels guilty for his actions, but he recognizes that what he is doing is wrong, but is struggling to change. He decides to stop running and repents for his 
sins and recognizes that he has crossed the line and is not acting like a follower of of God. Repenting is exactly what is talked about in the song. It is trying to never become that way again. He takes the second chance from God to try to set things right. I think we all need to take the lesson of repenting from this song. Are you turned towards God or sin today? You can't be turned towards both. Can't you? (laughs) Well, no. Yeah, maybe something. I don't know. Again, like this, this is like going against my conception of God. And and I'm kind of realizing like there's actually looking at this as only a song about friendships and relationships or only about your sin and relation to God and your contriteness to him and your sin, but, or looking at it as both, but it can also be both in a different way. It can actually, I didn't think of it this way specifically until that thing you just read. But I think more likely is that this song is actually about not sin, not like whatever sin that would be like drugs or sex or whatever, you know, thing. But this song is about fighting with a friend and saying something horrible to them and feeling bad and wanting a second chance from that friend and thinking about that desire for forgiveness from your friend through the lens of your salvation. I think that's the most likely interpretation of this song. And everyone and and everyone including myself has had this binary view of it or this like you know t- t- parallel universe view where it's both at the same time like but separately. I think it's actually more likely I think the second chance you gave me is talking is not talking about God. I think that is talking to a friend. And I think that all of the religious connotations that you get, all of the Christian and, you know, forgiveness connotations you can get from it are more like a prayer. You're wishing your friend will forgive you and you're also asking God to forgive you for the way you hurt your friend. And I'm really, and we have so many people are just saying this is just about sin and trying to be forgiven for sin. But that's also kind of a problem with thinking about sin sometimes is like making it about ourselves. And that's right. also probably one of the problems with Christian guilt is like your sin and your falling is your fault. There's so many facets that are wrong there. Like the idea that somehow like you've you sinned because you're not strong enough. God, like, you know, that somehow you're not strong enough and not just that like you're going to sin because you are a human and you're going to come back to the Lord and say, Lord, I sinned. I've learned from this. Thank you for forgiving me. But instead, it's like you sin and you come back to the Lord and you're like, Lord, I sinned. I'm nothing. I'm so stupid. Like, you know, like that's a bad way to think of it. What what I meant by is, can you look at God and sin? You can't look at God and sin at the same time. I have a problem with that because... Because a lot of people do. Yeah. People in government do that. People use the Lord's name to commit sin and put children in cages and... Do all yeah. kinds of horrible stuff and say that it's biblical. Right. And on top of that, it's like, what is your definition of sin? Because premarital sex is a sin. You could be in a very committed relationship with someone that you're not married to, having sex with them and be a devout Christian and still, you know what I mean? Like you're looking at both things. You're looking at the sin of premarital sex and you're with someone else. You can look at those who feel that homosexuality is a sin. 
but you can be gay and still be a follower of the lord right but like it's just it really i feel like sin is such a broad term where it's like well are you going for more of a standard definition of sin are you going for a you know a a more how or how are you looking at it and look at the boondock saints they go around killing everybody that's a sin but they pray (laughs) about it and they go to church look at the mafia come on yeah (laughs) next up we have this is quite possibly I'm gonna get more water <laughs> this is quite possibly the most confounding fanfic thing I have ever found in a deep dive so this is a fanfic that it's not even a fanfic it's from fandom which is you know like a fandom Wikipedia it's the original it's what used to be called wikia yeah so this is from glee the next generation now I don't think there's a thing that is Glee the Next Generation. No, this is somebody's... Fa- this ha- I, st- I do see this often. Uh, so this episode is called Freaky Monday. Mm-hmm. And it's season three, episode 12, air date, two- TBA 2012. Written by Jameson OTP. And there's a picture of Joe Jonas singing. Yeah, I can descri- I can explain this. Because this comes up uh, once in a while in, in my regular life. Okay. Um, I can't think of a really good example right now, but let's just say you and me have gotten into Steven Universe in the last couple of months. Yeah. Okay. So let's say I'm uh, Googling some information about, St- let's say I'm like, you know, we watched the last episode of Steven Universe Future and I want to find out if the, if uh, Rebecca Sugar has any idea for like another show or another movie or something, right? The answer to that, by the way, is no. She doesn't want to do any more Steven Universe for the near future. That's her plan. But she knows what the story would be. That's neither here nor there. My point is, if I were Googling information about a new season of Steven Universe, I will probably find somebody's weird wikia, where a uh, fandom wikia, where it's basically they've created a Wikipedia for their idea for like Steven Universe future future or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they'll make this whole... It's just something I definitely would have done. I absolutely would have done this. Instead of actually like sitting down... And, and writing a pitch? You know, yeah, exactly. But instead of writing a pitch or a script, I would probably have done this for like Batman the Animated Series. I got really upset when Batman the Animated Series was canceled for Batman Beyond. So, And I wrote like ideas for Batman the Animated Series like season f- five episodes. But I couldn't do anything with them. And I didn't write them as scripts. I just wrote out like premises. Gotcha. I would have, if there was a website like Fandom where you can create your own wiki, I would have gone on there and I would have basically created like a breakdown, like a Wikipedia style breakdown as if the show were real. You know, episode so guide. And I would have right. created a fake staff. I definitely see these kind of things for things like you could find these things for like Sonic the Hedgehog, like someone creates their own sure, fake Sonic sure. the Hedgehog show. You see them a lot for like sequels that were never made, you know, for mo- and you'll see like w- fandom pages for like fake Wikipedias. They're they're like the secret almost. It's like these people who really wanted to see something made, right? Or they have their own idea. So for much effort, like wow. Yeah, they go and they make insta- It would be write work- this down, guys. Make your Bible and like <sighs> try and get it out there. Submit it or take your fanfic and then like convert it into something else that you can be like, oh, this is like gleamy. It's save 
by the bell the next <laughs> right. class or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so Freaky Monday is an episode in season three of Glee, The Next Generation. It is the 12th episode of season three of Glee, The Next Generation, and the 56th episode overall. <laughs> Summary, when the new directions has a hard time understanding each other and the issues they face in their everyday lives, Mr. Shu and Sue decide that Glee Club needs to walk a mile in each other's shoes. So they decide that each member of the new direction should swap places with someone else and spend the week as them. Songs. As a Blonde by Selena Gomez, sung by Lana Addison. Crazy by Simple Plan, sung by Nicole Martin. Unpretty by TLC, sung by The New Directions. Naked Love by Adam Lambert, sung by Miles Larson. Who I Am Hates Who I've Been by Reliant K, sung by Taylor Atkinson. Man Down by Rihanna, sung by Adley Williams. How Does It Feel by Avril Lavigne, sung by Jackson Pierce and Kevin Rhodes. And then they actually went so far as to make the, the like song cover, like the cover art for what would be like the downloads from iTunes of right. this. You know what? This does remind me. I One thing I did do that I didn't do in an internet setting because you couldn't have, there weren't websites catered to doing this sort of thing. I did make soundtracks to movies in my head. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but even more than that, I would create the cover art. I would make it as much to, I mean, if you look at it, it's not going to look like that at all. I have them somewhere. But if I would make a CD with the cover art printed out with the back cover of, you know, with a uh, barcode, like as if this. That's great. I love that. As if you went into a parallel universe and you went into a record store and bought the soundtrack to a movie I made and came back to this world. That was like what I was trying to do for the same way this person is like made up their own season of glee they even have trivia on here trivia (laughs) the episode's name is a play on disney's acclaimed film freaky friday in where a teen teenage rebel played by Lindsay lohan in the 2003 remake and her mother played by jamie lee curtis swap their bodies due to an an enchanted chinese fortune cookie was that what happened in that I did not remember how that one happened because I love the original Freaky Friday. Like that's one of those movies that I'll put on when I'm, yeah, I'll put on that when I'm sick sometimes because I don't know. It just reminds me of being sick as a kid and staying home and watching Disney Channel all day. Right. Like before the the remake came out. (laughs) Um, We just watched Freaky, which is the Vince Vaughn. It's it's the, the, the original title was Freaky Friday the 13th. But they couldn't do that. It's basically like someone trades bodies with a Jason Voorhees type killer. So then suddenly Vince Vaughn, his he's the killer. Right. He's the, he's the non-speaking Jason Voorhees type killer. But all of a sudden, and Jessica was like, why did they cast Vince Vaughn? I didn't know the premise yeah. at first. And then Dan- and then when Danny was like, here's the premise, I was like, oh, that's why they cast Vince then Vaughn. Because he's play- goofy. Yeah. Vince Vaughn is actually not a super convincing voiceless killer. Because you're like, that's no. Vince Vaughn. Yeah, exactly. But then when he's that body, but he's acting like a 15-year-old, 16-year-old girl. Maybe she's supposed to be 17. She's in, I don't know, she's in high school. Yeah, she's a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> she, then, then it's funny because it's Vince Vaughn. And they're yeah. trying to stop her body which is now inhabited 
by this crazy killer. Yeah. It was a pretty good movie. Because, like, anytime I see Vince Vaughn in a serious role, I'm always like, I can't, I can't take him seriously. Like, he kind of works as Norman Bates in, uh, in, in, in Psycho because right. he, you can be like, well, Norman Bates was really, supposed to be a little yeah. personable. He's yeah. supposed to be, like, not charming, but he's not withdrawn. Yeah. Is Norman Bates. Um, one thing I would love to do, just thinking of uh, these fandom wikis and these, like, fake shows that exist online and fake movies, is to go and add trivia that's, like, cinematographer, blah, 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 hurt their <laughs> leg. Well, but, like, add facts that... Yeah. Because cause the people who make, including myself, I would have done this if I was younger and had access to web tools like this for making this kind of thing. The, the, you just think of the the significance in your head artistically, you know, you, but you're not going to think of like other things like that. Like <laughs> right? pro- producer blah 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 was replaced halfway through because of a fight at the craft service table. And you've blah, blah, you've blah. turned me on this. I love it. I think it's really creative. Like what yeah. a great idea. What a great outlet to have. I yeah. think that's wonderful. But I also part of me wonders now that there would ap- there must absolutely be situations across this country and across the world where someone's like no they're working on steven universe even uh, season six i saw it it's I called saw it. yeah it's called steven universe future future and in the first episode steven's gonna blah 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 and they're like no that's not happening because th- that's were- why i was so confounded when i first stumbled upon this i'm like wait a minute is this is yeah. this an actual thing and like they have a picture of joe jonas where i'm like uh this looks like it could be an episode of glee like i didn't I didn't think there was a new one, but I was like, I don't know. Maybe there, maybe there is, and I just missed it because I'm not their demographic. You right. know, I've had arguments with kids in my life before this kind of internet yesterday. existed. Yesterday, yeah, I had arguments with kids <laughs> before this kind of thing existed online. Like back in the day, maybe like a studio would announce if this happened. One thing was like they announced uh, Superman starring Nick Cage for the late '90s. And it never came out. It never passed pre-production. But I, someone was telling me, like, no, no, they're filming it right now. They're filming it, and it's coming out summer of 1998. And I'm like, no, it's not. They, they, they didn't. They, they stopped. The production got canceled. It's like, no, I saw the news. The news said it. I've gotten this argument with this kid. I'm like, right. I'm like, yes, you saw the news because they were thought they were going to make it, and they stopped. They didn't make it. It's like, no, it's coming out in the summer. And then I wasn't. This was a kid at a job that I I had, and I yeah, unfortunately I wasn't around by that summer to be like, so where's your Superman movie? <laughs> so well actually danny um so next up we have harry potter fan fiction from harrypotterfanfiction.com this is a one shot and it's uh warnings or mild language it's rating is 15 plus it is mild violence mild violence scenes of a mild sexual nature (laughs) witchcraft oh my gosh you really should just be like rating for witchcraft Rating for powers you can't understand. <laughs> Summary, Hermione has done something her friends will never forgive her for. She ran away after the final battle five years ago and now is being called back. But ha- as she confronts her past, she learns some things never change and some things will never be the same. Chapter one, who I am hates who I've been. If you guys are interested in reading this, there is a printer-friendly version if you like to go old school. Uh, author's note, 
be prepared. It's the ever annoying but necessary so I don't get sued disclaimer. The Harry Potter characters used in this story are J.K. Rowling's. I am not a genius who has a bazillion dollars. For any future <laughs> chapters, this is the same case as well, seeing as it's not possible to go back in time and publish HP first. The plot is mine, though. A whole <laughs> lot of money that will bring in for a whole lot of money that will bring in for me. And then uh, it just gives like a, it says, because I don't want you to know where I am, because then you'll see my heart in the saddest state it's ever been. Reliant K, who I am, hates who I've been. I also stumbled across an article, and I'm just going to read the like very first part of this, because it's actually about five score. Five albums in seven years is a lot. The Christian Buckeyes begin this one with <laughs> sweet acapella. Okay, I love that. Instead of the boys from Canton, they switched it up and said the Christian Buckeyes. And so therefore, from now on, I will refer to Reliant K as the Christian Buckeyes. <laughs> the K in Reliant K stands for the K in the middle of the word Buckeyes. I thought you were going to say it stands for the K in Christian. Exactly. So from soundsjustlike.com, Reliant K, who I am, hates who I've been, sounds just like Jack's mannequin, Dark Blue. Right. I had heard this before, um, but I hadn't listened to it in a long time since then. Because uh, uh, we've talked about it, but Jack's mannequin and something corporate are things that uh, we were not, I didn't ever listen to them until pretty much we got into Reliant K and also like oops sorry all of our friends like David Park and uh, Polly Cy Alex are fans of this guy <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is Jack's mannequin dark blue The, the, yeah, there's I'm a gonna similar... skip forward because so far I really don't hear. Well, there's it. a similar cadence. There's like a da 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 da. There's that thing like the way Taylor Swift reuses that same da 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 da. There's a right. there's a there's a cadence. There's like a rhythm in the vocal melody, but it's not a. That's something that you find in a lot of like pop punk though, yeah. and that sort of thing. I mean, I see, and I know that, like, Thiessen wrote, or co-wrote, he co-wrote, or contributed to some of the songs on this album, on this Jack's Mannequin album. Gotcha. But I also know that this album came out... Like, a year later. A year later. But if Andrew McMahon, I got his name there, if Andrew (laughs) McMahon and Thiessen were friends and working together at the time, then they probably were just both... Into just the same way uh, Adam Young and Tyson have right. similar melodies that they both go towards, then I guess like Tyson and Andrew McMahon might have similar sort of m- melodic phrasings and melodic shapes. <laughs> I don't know if those are actual ways to describe music, but they might have similar things. Sure, yeah. Together. So we also have. We're going to end this section on some fan art. So first of all, we're going over to DeviantArt. And this is from Dinosaur192. Oh, you That's found great. my page. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> it's Reliant K, who I am, hates who I've been. And it's a picture of a dude with uh, brunette hair kind of standing looking up. He looks a little t It looks like the cover. The, 
It does look like a like a young adult. It looks like the novel of a young adult, it adult does. book. Yeah, it says who I am hates who I've been. Reliant K, like really big and almost like a chalky kind of font in the background. And then there's so there's this one guy standing and another person sitting with a dinosaur hoodie on up over their head. And and the way that the title who I am hates who I've been is in this yellow chalk, and the band Reliant K is at the bottom in yeah. this white chalk makes it look like, you know, Reliant K is the author's name at the bottom of the book. It does. They 100% made that look like a young adult's novel. And now I just had this picture in my mind of how they could modernize the cover of the complex infrastructure book. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's still... That's not the only thing that needs modernizing in (laughs) the complex infrastructure book. Correct. But, I mean, complex infrastructure is shockingly still in digital print. Like the copyright, the publisher still has it existing as an ebook. They haven't let wow. any of those licenses lapse. So maybe they're not printing new paper copies, physical copies, but it still kind of exists. Also, I think that Dark Blue song, sorry, just to go back to that for a second, might be like one of like the top three Jack's Mannequin songs. I think it's like actually, gotcha. if it's not a single, it's like one of the big songs. So now we're over on Flickr, and so it's sort of like a blurred picture of trees. It's very Reliant K-ish, and it just says, who I am hates who I've been. And this is posted by The Blackest White. Reliant K, who I am hates who I've been. I've been downloading textures like crazy these past few days, and I don't know why. The funny thing is that I probably won't have the patience to try them out on photos in the first place. Then again, it is a nice way for me to procrastinate, winky smiley face. Also... I wanted to say something regarding those what's in your bag shots. Why are they so popular? Yesterday's shot was a test to see how many views I it got. And I got a lot, 500 views in one day. That's the most I've ever gotten on a photo. So my question to you is, why is seeing the contents of someone else's bag so appealing? I'm curious. Smiley face. And then I love that underneath this, it's a... <laughs> It's a, there's a picture from under her skin. <laughs> it's it's a rank, ranking the most disturbing films ever made, one through 15. <laughs> I feel like while under her, under my, under the skin, under sorry. the skin might be a disturbing film in terms of like Hollywood stars. Like, I don't know if that even, it's really not. It's, it's really it is, not. It is when so you, like, far from the most disturbing I don't even want to mention the titles of some of the movies that I actually know are really Oof. disturbing. Yeah. Movies that you couldn't even like, put in a blockbuster and stuff so there's and then there's a bunch of comments just about people who really like the picture people who like the song and that sort of thing someone said hate is bad and useless and to hate is hard like i said last week my mom said such a parent over there is a very strong (laughs) word it means you literally want your teacher to die do you really want your teacher to die? Little Danny said no. yes. Yeah, I probably said that. <laughs> Little Danny was like, no. And then by the end of the school year, I was like, yes, I want her to die. I'm, terrible, a, I'm a very angry little developing punk boy. I question authority. <laughs> so that's what we've got for the deep dive. So we'll so we're going to take a break and we'll come back with a music video and then our guests. If you enjoy Sadie Hawkins Pod, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and interact with the show by calling our voicemail line 402-95-SADIE. You can send an email to sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com and visit our Instagram and Twitter, which are both at sadiehawkinspod. 
You can also visit sadiehawkinspod.com for the link to our Tee Public store for shirts, mugs, and stickers, including two brand new designs following in the history of all of Reliant K's logo parody merch. We have a Chick-fil-A parody design. And to prove to everyone that we are, in fact, the most punk rock podcast, we have a new Black Flag logo parody. You know, something that's original and that we could really call our own for once. We also want to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod. There's JR, Jarrett, Eric, Joel, Connor, Michael, Helen, Samantha, Roxanne, Jimmy Eat Pod, This Might Be a Podcast, Tucker, David, and Brady. You can sign up at our Patreon for bonus episodes, which include us reviewing the songs from KS for Karaoke and reading through the Complex Infrastructure book. Ooh. Treat yourself right in 2021 with Sadie Hawkins' pod, The Door to a Happy, Healthy Life. So I think we mentioned it a couple times, or it came up in an article, but apparently this video entered TRL's top 10 in 2005 and reached... Uh, as high as eight on the countdown. I am mm-hmm. like 80% sure I had this music video on my iPod video. I had every other Reliant K music video through iTunes, so I feel like this was probably on there. I love this girl with her very mid-2000s look. She's got that like pseudo Susie Quattro haircut that was popular with like alti girls at the time. She's got the, the cork wedge sandals, short skirt, Ed Hardy-esque graphic tee. Right. And it's very conducive to, like, the non-punk style of Reliant K. Yeah. Not counting John Schneck, (laughs) (laughs) who was the punkest guy in the band at the time, uh, as far as dressed in his mohawk and stuff. (laughs) But I mean, like, the way that Reliant K never was like, hey, we're a punk band. They were always just like, you know, they wore, like, sweaters and, like, button-up shirts and right. just nice clothes, and they eventually became nice Nashville boys. If like, they had ho- horn rim glasses, they'd be very emo-looking. Yeah, it was never a matter of, like, them trying to look and act and dress punk. It's just, just they looked and act, like, young, and that's why their, like, music fits so well in Hollister and would have been good in Abercrombie <laughs> if Christians hadn't uh, boycotted them for it. I have a picture also. Oh my gosh. So I have a picture that I took of Danny on the roof of one of his New York apartments where he looks just like Hoops in this video. I swear. (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) All right. I kind of know what picture you're talking about, but I can't really imagine. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Sure. You think I look like Hoops in that picture if you say so? All right. I don't, I don't see it, but okay. dark hair. I don't know. It's cute. You're both cute. This also this this um, music video reminds me of the Patton Oswalt bit where we also like Carvel. We talked about like I think we talked about that other Patton Oswalt bit in the uh, part one. But it reminds me of when he's talking about 80s metal videos and how there's always a hot chick doing something. And then miles away, the band is rocking out in like an abandoned factory. It's like like, (laughs) the band's miles away from the girl. Right. (laughs) So this is directed by... Uh, John Watts, right? Oh, yeah. Who that's is now right. the director of the Tom Holland Spider Man movies. And it's funny that, you know, this is, she's she's a girl with a superpower. And I, how many yeah, other superpowered right. type things did John Watts direct before he started directing Spider Man movies? Meanwhile, as we mentioned in other places, and that we're possibly mentioning next week. 
with our guest. Mark Webb directed the video for Must Have Done Something Right. Right. And he directed the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. Yeah, it's so funny. But I always assumed that... Why isn't Reliant K in a Spider-Man movie? (laughs) This is like, remember how people were like speculating that InSync was was going to be in in, Star Wars Wars Episode episode 2? Yeah, I do remember that. Man, very, very young teen Jessica would have been so into that. (laughs) That's a thing like what I was talking about in a... a In a pre-internet world of what we have now, like the internet obviously was around 2002, but not the kind of internet we have now where a fact like that that gets around, you could see teens and younger arguing about that. It's like, no, InSync's in episode two. They're in it. It's like, no, they're not. It was a rumor (laughs) that didn't turn out to be true. It's like, no, you don't know. They're like aliens in the background. It's like, no, no, they're not. (laughs) Uh, so the fact that Mark Webb directed, who um, must have done something right, I always assumed was more in line with the fact that he also directed 500 Days of Summer. Because Mark Webb has oh, never yeah, made yeah, a lot yeah. of sense because cause John Watts is a superhero director. He's come off totally as a superhero director because he's also doing the Fantastic Four movie. Mm-hmm. And those... You know, whether you like him or not, and I don't necessarily like the idea that Spider-Man is, is kind of like the second hand to everybody. He's still trying to catch up and he always needs a mentor in like every story. Like I wish he, whatever. I, I'm not picking apart the stories, but those are superhero movies. Like they're directed like comic books. The Andrew Garfield movies are oddly directed like emo music videos <laughs> starring a guy that happens to have spider powers. You know what I mean? It's not directed like the most emo music video of them all, though. Spider-Man 3. Right. Strangely, strangely, somehow, I would say that the Andrew Garfield movies are more <laughs> akin to like a post, a post like 2000s emo culture concept. How come we never got the Spider-Man that's like Midwest emo, original emo, with like <laughs> horn rim glasses and a sweater, and he's jamming out in like a po- in, an, in like a post hardcore style? Maybe they'll they'll we'll skip forward a few years, and that'll be the sort of scene that the Tom Holland Spider-Man is into. That would be great. I'd love it. Or maybe Sam Raimi will finally direct the Reliant K video we've been waiting for. Nice. I don't think I ever really saw this video. At any point, specifically. If I did, maybe I checked it out for a minute. But I don't have any real strong nostalgic tie to this video. I do, however, have that like thing in the back of my head, which I assume a lot of people must have, where after that first intro of the song starts, and there's that duh, right before the chorus begins, sometimes I expect that pause where the girl... Because in the music video... The song right. pauses when the yes. girl realizes she has this time-warping power. Yeah. And there's other music videos that have similar things, like Responsibility by MXPX, where it's basically a parody of 80s and 70s teen sex comedies, minus the sex part, but like Caddyshack and Animal House in a little three-minute movie. And there's a point where they're hitting... Uh, they're like fake sword fighting with golf clubs, and you hear sword fighting sounds so it's like sometimes you sometimes in my mind i hear that sound effect in the song even though it's not on the album so same same way sometimes i hear this song and i'm expecting that long pause before the first chorus breaks in and she's like now using her powers and stuff 
Speaking of music video directors, when are we going to talk about the Snyder Cut? Oh, I hope we can have John Schneck on to do that. <laughs> I don't know if it would be a Patreon or... Uh, I did ask. I said, hey, are you interested in talking about the Snyder Cut on our podcast? And he's like, he said yes, but he doesn't know when he's going to get a chance to watch it. And I'm like, totally understand. It's four hours long. Mm-hmm. But hey, this song, just like the Snyder Cut, this music video, also in 4-3. <laughs> so yeah i don't i just don't have like a very strong uh nostalgic or emotional connection to this video i probably have more of a connection to the must have done something right music video Mm. because when we talked about that song and we watched that video i knew more about i remembered that video more right The, the videos that existed from the first three gears i used to watch those a ton i had really low compression real players or mov files of those but when it comes to the John's era and afterwards, it's really just must have done something right. It's the only video that I ever really watched. And then there's Best Thing. Right. Which is the one where we got confused and thought, there, we haven't even done that song yet. Yeah. But I think at some point. That's the one where it's not on YouTube. YouTube. It's like a, well, re- MXPX recently had this problem fixed, but it's like Chick Magnet. You couldn't have the music video for Chick Magnet on YouTube not even their official page because the record label just like blanket shut oh, that video weird. down just by probably by mistake. Uh-huh. Like they just turned off all possible licenses for huh. that video. And then MXPX had to like untangle that themselves. Oof. The best thing music video has the same problem on YouTube where I think if like Goatee or Reliant K uploaded themselves, it'd be blocked. So uh, in a moment, we'll get to the second half of our talk with Punko's Pod, and we'll talk more about a couple more covers and some fan videos. But I sent them a huge list of stuff, and we didn't get to all of it. <laughs> right. So last week, we played a little bit of the Capital Acoustic version, which I want to re-emphasize is not the same as the acoustic version found on Burn the B-Sides. Right. Or found on Mm-hmm. We said how this acoustic version of Who I Am Hates Who I've Been is on Punko's Pod, Punko's Pop, <laughs> Punko's Acoustic Volume 2. Yes. It's on Bird and the B-Sides, and I forgot, it's also on Mm-hmm 10. Yes. On Mm-hmm 10 is also the one of the Capital tracks. One of the oh, ca- it's, okay. Um, I think it's I So Hate Consequences. Gotcha. Like, all of the Capital, Live at Capital show is pretty much just in video form. You just get it by watching videos on YouTube or putting in the special edition DVD of Five Score. But the only place where one track from the Capitol uh, production is like on Spotify and on an album is all the bonus tracks from Mm -hmm 10 is the I So Hate Consequences Capitol Acoustic. So just reemphasizing that the acoustic version that people often hear of this song is different from the Capitol one. So definitely go check them out. So let's listen to a little bit of the live album version. So this is from the 2009 portion of the live album. No! Sunrise 
losing my mind But I will shy away from the specifics Cause I don't want you to know This is weird because it's 2009, and you would think this is like the 2016 half of the live album. Yeah. Because he's doing the wistful, breathy version of Matt right. Thiessen's, of his vocals that <laughs> you don't really associate with 2009. Yeah. It sounds good musically, but oh, yeah. I'm not crazy about Thiessen's vocals in this performance. Same. So instead of hearing that, you know, mid-era version, let's go hear what might possibly be the earliest known live version of the song. And this is from Cornerstone 2004. This was just uploaded this year, 2021. Someone uploaded all of the 2004 Relying K Cornerstone. And um, this is so interesting because I suggest people go kind of check it out. It's, I was getting these strange vibes that I hadn't really thought about in all the time we've done this podcast of this period where they were shifting into the mm-hmm period and how that really was a seismic shift for the band that yeah. you don't necessarily think about. Yeah, you're right. But to actually hear a set list that is mostly first three album songs and then hear them play Who I Am Hates Who I've Been in the middle, it's then that I really got the sense. Yeah, what a different, what a shift What a difference yeah. those songs are. I kind of know that I knew I, I knew in practice that they were, but it was really seeing this show. And at the time, I probably didn't think a lot of it. Right. I've talked about how mm-hmm definitely felt like a change, but it felt natural. And how five score was a bigger change for me, and I wasn't immediately on board with it. But yeah, this go check this you go go check it out. See if you have the same kind of connection to it that I did. But here they are playing with Brian on bass. So like. Brian's, this might be one of the only live versions recorded known of where Brian, they're playing Who I Am, Hates Who I've Been as a four piece. sunrise coming up over the pacific end you might think i'm losing my mind but i will shy away from the specifics oh yeah we've been here before because he's got this or we've seen the same piano before because he's got the no fx sticker on the side oh right oh this so this is the same piano that they took to florida to hard rock cafe there you go And it's also funny to see him shift to piano and then back to guitar yeah. when there's still a four piece. And you can see, and, and now it makes a lot of sense for why this was the plan for the band live, that they needed five members to help fill out when Thiessen wanted to play more piano. Right. But so few of the other songs in this set list rely on piano because piano was not a big part of those first right. three albums. <laughs> there's no crowd surfing, amazing. And the crowd reaction is tepid at best. They're like, oh, new song. Right. <laughs> I'll go grab a non-alcoholic beer or whatever they <laughs> sold at Cornerstone. 
And so this isn't, there's not a ton of videos from, uh, you know, Air for Free era, but there is one from the Uprise Festival in Pennsylvania. And strangely, it sounds very similar to the 2009 version at Rocket Town on the live album. So I guess we won't play it. Speaking of Taylor Swift. What? She's from Pennsylvania. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm bringing it back around, Danny. That works for me because, you know, living on the East Coast my whole life, Pennsylvania, to me, I don't know if this is true for, for a lot of people, but when you drive to Florida, Pennsylvania is where the South began. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Because there's a very strong difference between New England yes. and the South culturally. Right. And to me, it's mostly I'm mostly thinking like bill, like billboards, like religious billboards, and food. Those are the two things on a road trip that are the most clear. And radio also before right. you had like iPods in your car and eventually streaming on your car. But yeah, it was in Pennsylvania where you'd start to see sweet tea and barbecue and pro-life billboards. It's so funny because I don't even think of Pennsylvania that way. You know what? I guess it's more the rural thing. It's not Southern. It's rural. Like yeah. how Maine is rural. So you get that sort of Southern vibe there yeah, sometimes. But but the ruralness of New Hampshire and and Maine are not exactly the kind of ruralness you get in the South or right. in the Midwest or something. But I don't feel like Pennsylvania, you'd get that much of that Southern feel as much as you get that sort of like just general rural feel. Cause it's, it's, I think of it as being like so close to like New York and New Jersey and like places like that. Right. Well, like I said, if I, if back but in Amish the, country, so yeah, but back in the day, if like I was driving to or from Florida I'd be like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm either leaving, I'm leaving or arriving in Pennsylvania, depending on which direction I'm going. So I'd be like, last time for a sweet tea, because <laughs> <laughs> once you get into New Jersey, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, you're not going to find sweet tea easily. Sweet tea in the summer, cross my heart, won't tell no other. <sighs> so there are two songs by other bands called Who I Am, Hey Who I've Been, and they're recent songs. So I really feel like they are these artists specifically trying to leech off of Reliant K. Because, you know, you can't... No, I'm serious. You know you can't uh, copyright song titles. That's one of those few things that you actually can't copyright. Just like how you can't copyright recipes. Right. And there's some other stuff you, you like, infamously can't copyright or trademark. I can't think of it right now. But there's, there's a few things that, like, you think you'd be able to copyright or trademark them, but you can't. Song titles is one. Anyone can use any song title they want. If you want to write a song called Here Comes the Sun or Baby You Can Drive My Car <laughs> and it has nothing to do with the Beatles songs, you can absolutely do that. Yep. If you're a band and you want uh, more protections on certain song titles that you have, you have to, like, trademark them through other means, like through T-shirts or through... DVD movies, documentaries, other concepts, but people can still. Although movie titles often have the same title as like. That's part of the reason why things. movie titles often just steal known song titles is right. because those song titles couldn't be copywritten in on their own. So I'm not going to play. One of them is a punk band, like an actual straight ahead punk band. I don't want to promote them because this other one is like an EDM, like it's a it's like a spoken hip hop style spoken word track with some EDM dreamy background music by an artist called Coop, K-O-O-P. 
I'll promote them. We won't listen to it, but you can go check them out. This other one is a punk band that's like a snotty, like like street punk style thing uh-huh. with a song called Who I Am, Hey Too, I've Been. Like, who are you kidding? Who are you joking? <laughs> we know who you got this from. I'm not even going to say their name. I don't want to promote them at all. So um, we talked about this with Punko's Pod, but we didn't really play it. Uh, Danny, you're such like a punk and ska <laughs> gatekeeper. But like looking at you, no one would ever guess that. Like, we... But I don't have any power to gatekeep. All I can do is say my opinions <laughs> of gatekeeping. I'm not going to keep anyone out of things. Pre-COVID, we used to go to punk shows all the time. And I'd tell friends or, or whomever about it. And, and they would be like, look at me. Like, wait, you and Danny go to punk shows all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so... This one very strange thing is there is one of those Coverbot style. I don't know if it's actually Coverbot, but, you know, it looks Coverbot-ish to me. The smooth jazz tribute to the, to the Clark sisters. And the Clark sisters are apparently, which I was not familiar with, a, a gospel group. Oh, okay. But for some reason, oh, did they just fix it? <laughs> did they fix it between when I went and looked? So... There was this, well, you know what? Maybe never mind, but I just want to go look real quick. This. Oh man, I was looking forward to some smooth jazz. Okay, well, it's still here. What's this? Okay, you know what? They might be fixing it. Basically, this is very confusing. A smooth jazz tribute to this, to a female gospel group. This track, the first track was said, Who I Am, Hey Too, I've Been, Relying K cover featuring the piano tribute players so i'm like weird i'm like weird okay so this jazz cover bot group that's doing a a known gospel group just kind of open with a little collab track with the piano (laughs) tribute players doing a reliant k song just start off their album and then they'll end the cd the rest of the cd will be clark sisters tribute weird okay whatever this is what it sounds like It's not who I am, hates who I've been. I love it. I don't, I don't it know what it is, sounds good. it's great. Well, you know, between when I did the, the, the research and now when we're recording, on the YouTube upload of this same song, they changed the name to Blessed and Highly Favored. Uh, so it was a weird, like, metadata incorrect right, thing. Yeah. And they fixed it on YouTube, but they haven't fixed it on Spotify yet. So that actually answers that question entirely for me. And there's just a few other covers, uh, uh, two more or three more that we didn't cover with Punko's Pod that I wanted to talk about. Here is a house remix by Kristen S. Jessica's raising the roof. I'm into it. I'm raving over here. You know that I know you don't know this sort of thing, but like at Christian festivals, like 
the ability of Christian kids to praise and worship to anything. This is easy. This is easy to praise and worship to. We've seen footage of kids praising and worshiping to softer to me. This at least has a has a worshipy vibe. This is great. I'm into this. Yeah. So again, this is Kristen with a K S. I want them to take this and make it like lo-fi. That'd be awesome. Well, what's more lo-fi? I don't know if this is, counts as lo-fi, but here's an, an electronic pop remix with some 8-bit elements by Clay Pierce. So this is Clay Pierce with the Freeze remix of Who I Am Hates Who I've Been. Maybe it starts out real slow. Oh, it's almost six <laughs> minutes long. Let's oh, skip wow. ahead a little bit. Yeah. So there's multiple movements and stuff in there. Um... There's another EDM <laughs> remix. Nice. Lots of lots of EDM on this track. Oh boy, I can't wait to get to be my escape next week. <laughs> but there's this one acoustic cover that I really wanted to play because it's one of the most transformative acoustic covers oh, nice. that I've ever come across. So here we go. This is by the Barons Jelly Music. And there's a lot of other great covers, but we've been running long. So this is the best acoustic cover I've seen. Sorry. As Jessica <laughs> pours more water, pours sorry. cool water into her hot tea. <laughs> and as I said, this is, you know, it's reminiscent to me of Zeke Power, where Zeke Power can take a Reliant K song with just an acoustic guitar and really add something new to it, not just yeah. play it straight ahead. Uh, this is uh, two girls there playing acoustic guitar. Who I was like, you be careful with where that sentence is going because I don't <laughs> want to see that video. Well, it's two girls, one guitar. doing the whole song because it's only a minute and a half we might as well play the whole thing so uh post this for sure because this is so good it's only from seven months ago and it has less than 100 views yeah give them a like as well because that's really good do they do any other reliant k songs uh let's find out they have what we are uh, by Lizzie McAlpin. 
Whoop, something else starting on its own. They oh, have, that sounds a lot like the song we're currently <laughs> covering, Dan. I don't know about this Lizzie McAlpin. They cover Never Really Over by Katy Perry. They cover Oh, Fly On by Coldplay. Um, Before the Dawn by Tori Kelly. Breathing by Ariana Grande. Meet Again. Wait, and that's an original song called Meet Again. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah. And a Let's couple hear some of their original, original stuff. Sure. I'll name some titles of their original songs, and you tell me which one you want. Ten Years Later, Piece of Art, The Beauty Behind, or Meet Again. Let's go Beauty Behind. And the cover art for this is really nice. It's the two of them, like, wading into the ocean. ocean. They're just, like, ankles deep. This is very pretty. This is from two years ago, and this has 842 listens on YouTube. You wake up this morning on a sunny day, but your sky is already gray. Cause every day is just the same, and you want to turn the page. It feels like you can breathe the trying heart. It's nice. It's good. Yeah, this is really nice. Yeah. Drop drop another like for them. I will. It's good stuff. Very good. Well, that is who I am hates who I've been. Danny, and do you who like... Who I am does like <laughs> Baron's Jelly. Does who you are like this song more or less or the same as you did before? Well, who I've been liked this song quite a lot. So who I am... Didn't really particularly end up loving the song any specific anymore. Same, so, yeah. yeah, same. I, I like the song about the same. Uh, and like as I as I said last week, it's such a ubiquitous Reliant K song that it kind of unfortunately becomes wallpaper at a point. I think like a Grateful Dead fan and uh, <laughs> what's that song? Not Casey Jones, but uh, the one that was big on the radio. Touch of Grey. <laughs> I'm, do I have to edit out the way you got to that? Yes. Because she was like, silver, silver. Every, every silver lining has a touch of gray. gray touch of gray. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's go to the remainder of our talk with Punko's Pod and a reminder to our patrons. Um, this second half doesn't have that many removals for time, but... At this point, you can go over to the Patreon feed and just listen to the uncut version of this conversation. Nice. I'm excited. I'm sorry for the person I became. Was there anything else you guys wanted to look at? We'll, we'll um, go down to the fan stuff in a second. I just want to make sure any more other covers. Bear with me. I think Brendan Dane is very interesting, as okay. is Mass Anthem. Oh yeah, oh, just, yeah, I definitely wanted to play this for Jessica. Yeah. I started laughing out loud, and she's used to like sometimes I'll find something that blows my mind or just hits me the right way, and so uh, yeah. So uploaded by Brandon Dane. This is 2017, and Josh Garstick. Right. Well, and then, yeah. And in the title, it says featuring Josh Garstick. Let it. Let it. Let's wait till it hit, okay. till it happens. <laughs> I 
watch the proverbial sunrise coming up over the Pacific and you might think I'm losing my mind. Losing. We'll shy away from the specifics. Is this real? Yes. <laughs> is it sincere? It is. Absolutely it is. But it's just heavily auto-tuned. Everbands. Yeah. So like they're they're doing they're doing great. But like I I wonder what the actual audio sounded like because I guess they weren't confident with his final vocals. Yeah. So they go in and auto-tune it and it's very clear. Yeah, exactly. Like here it's fine. It's going fine here, but when he hits those uh, Yeah, it's the modulation. And clearly this is edited later. Unless like they did one master shot where they're actually no no no, he's lip syncing. Good video quality though. Yeah. And That's he's, the thing. He's shredding too, he's great. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can tell that he's not professionally trained in terms of singing, but Yeah, he's like I'm just on board with it because he's so earnest. Like he's got the bushy fringe, he's got the guitar hanging up on the wall, like he knows exactly what he wants to do with it. Yeah. It's just yeah. that it doesn't quite meet that target necessarily. Yeah. Maybe he should be the guitarist and not the singer. <laughs> right. But right Sometimes. here it's going fine. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a, it's just a rhythmic thing. It's not really, there's not a lot of theatrics with the singing on this part of the song. So yeah. he's doing fine. Whereas like those two British kids, like the one who was singing, he had like, a certain level of vibrato in his voice that yeah. really worked for it. Like, yeah. it just, yeah. And those kinds of people make me sick because I wish I could. <laughs> um, there was one really cool cover. I don't think you guys marked. The other one I really liked was um, Mass Anthem, the one that was like matched up with. Oh, Dave. yeah. That we'll was play that one. while I try to look for this. Was there a. a acapella thing or was that a different oh there is an acapella one i won't torture oh. you with that jessica hates acapella <laughs> <laughs> there is something like a very specific like pain about listening to yeah acapella. like it's just it's punisher music yeah. i'm gonna skip ahead a little although this guy's voice he sounds exactly like he's a really good john foreman the lead singer of Switchfoot. Yeah. yeah. Like those are the deepest necks on their shirts. Like I don't know if he can do every Switchfoot song like this, but if John Foreman ever left Switchfoot and they wanted to do a journey thing, I feel yeah. like these <laughs> Do they all have the uh the same haircut? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they've all got the same loose neck tees, like yeah, yeah, it's the deepest neck. They're all just, they're all dressed like cool youth pastors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but rap about Jesus. They're about to sit back. <laughs> yeah. But I genuinely love this because, yeah. like, Switchfoot is one of the few sort of popular my music and the more secular kind of stuff, I suppose. Um, yeah, and I genuinely like Dare You to Move is a gorgeous song. Yeah. And so, yeah. 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 yeah, this is gorgeous. This is like really good. Okay. Yeah, those harmonies, my goodness. 
And this is this is also officially published. It's on streaming sites and stuff. Ooh, okay. I always try to note when something has done the actual due diligence of being published. You know what yeah. I mean? As opposed to just like putting something on YouTube or SoundCloud. Yeah. I think all these guys were contestants on season 37 of The Bachelorette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just, they're very wholesome. Like, I would trust them the house suit for the weekend. So here's the other one I was thinking of before we got on that one. This is like, so I guess this band oh. didn't go anywhere. It's not real friends the band i don't think no but confusingly this band was called friends it looks like they were like a regional but very professionally put together punk band in 2011 confusingly their website was called we real friends which is like oh no we oh we are all oh their website was called we are all friends which really made me think that they were real friends for a minute i was like oh cool (laughs) real friends covered reliant k i'm like wait no 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 (laughs) i got really confused so the sound quality recording isn't great but i think the professionalism and the aggression they put into this cover comes through And my note was they kind of like easy chord it like 10%. Yeah. <laughs> like this, they, 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 I never would think of Reliant K as like a defend pop punk subgenre type of band, but like this band <laughs> took the defend pop punk and kind of injected it into this song. Oh, I love it. That's just, another thing. Sorry, you guys. I was just gonna say, I wish the recording was a little better. Yeah. 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 It's I a little underwater. I miss those shows where you're standing at eye level with the band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've missed out on that. Like, and that's a very sort of specific gap in my. It's like, it's just local. Yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah, I would have loved to have gone to like a proper like house show kind of thing. good props to the guy in the stripy jumper like he's getting properly into it and the rest is sort of <laughs> and their website doesn't exist anymore i know no. i tried to have a look but you know, yeah time's... wow nah. <laughs> and i also wanted to play this one for everybody so this is a church choir but there's a slight oh. twist on it It's like a full rock band performance accompaniment to a church choir. (laughs) Is that a track or? But no, there they are, right there. This is uploaded by Eight Nate (laughs) Wait. I wish it didn't start with the with the solo because when it's everyone, it shouldn't have started with the solos. It would. It would be galaxy brain if it just was everybody singing at once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait till it gets there. Though. Here we go. Oh my god. It's almost it. They're doing half. Here we go. 
And I love that the teacher or whoever is actually conducting. She's she waving like her hands. She's so into it. She's yeah. really into it. But oh, I've never crazy. seen like a pop punk rock yeah. cover with 20 people singing. 20 children. <laughs> 20 singing. children. But it, I'm like, this could be the future of like pop punk. This could yeah. be like 20 lead singers <laughs> singing in unison. <laughs> Throw out the like, solos at the beginning. Like, just make yeah. everybody sing at once. Like, gang vocals, but exactly. make that your band. Because <laughs> I was, yeah, I was literally about to say, like, that's part of what I love so much. And we've talked about this mm. separately on the pod. Like, what we love so much about pop punk and that mentality is, like, arm in arm with your friends and, like, yeah. singing in unison. But that's, like, that's elevated it. Because generally, as a rule, I tend to find children's choirs really creepy. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know Taylor Swift, like, she did a single, Only the Young, that came out with her doco last year. And, like, it's a gorgeous song, but there's a, like, and then a kid's choir kicks, and I'm just like, this is gross now. Like, it just gives me the heebie-jeebies for some reason. But you that know was- that do I know why? Do you know what she's talking about? No. So we have an interest. We our history Taylor with Taylor Swift. Swift, and we've touched on this a little on our podcast. Is like, yeah. Jessica specifically was anti Taylor Swift. Like, yeah. like bought into the whole like she's uh, what's her name from uh, you know Mean Girls. Like she's a Mean Girl and all that stuff. Like yeah. let's not Taylor Swift. Ew, whatever. She plays country and whatever. I don't <laughs> like her, and she's like mean to everyone. I don't care. Well, we don't like Taylor Swift. So I'm like, okay. We as a family in unity, this is a no Taylor Swift household. Well, now folklore came out and Jessica got on folklore and suddenly she's like, oh, I like Taylor Swift now. And I'm like, you trained me to hate Taylor Swift for 10 years. Folklore and Evermore are amazing. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bloody good albums. I thought you were going to mention like the, the conspiracy theory that Taylor Swift is the clone of Zena LaVey, the, oh, the, 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 the daughter of the leader of the, oh. the, the satanic temple. Which well, not that <laughs> It's like, look at the pictures though. They look the same. I would be 100% on board with that if that were true. But um, <laughs> yeah. She really is the serpent queen then. Oh, yeah, like usually children's choirs, I'm like, absolutely not. But that what? genuinely gave me chills. That was so sweet. What was the J-pop group that had like 50 members? Oh. It's like you could do that, but but then also add just some guitars and drums yeah. and make it a pop punk band. <laughs> Basically, like every pop punk song should have some form of gang vocals. Be let's it. let's move to Japan and do baby metal, but we'll do it with <laughs> pop punk instead. Beautiful. Oh, what? where was the um? Were there any oh, other no. covers? Uh bear with me. I don't know if it's in the, There was the karaoke guy. <laughs> Oh, we haven't even talked about the karaoke videos. Okay. Yes. Let's do because karaoke also is a good Venn diagram of like transitioning into the fan videos after that. Yeah. But, karaoke so, bar. Oh. Yeah. I'd never seen this ever in Reliant K. I have seen <laughs> I have seen the karaoke because Coverbot and karaoke companies also kind of go hand in hand, especially in this yeah. day and age. So I have seen one or two middle Reliant K songs done by karaoke companies, but I'd never seen an actual karaoke bar video. Yeah. Yeah. So 
what were you, you wrote some notes on this love the girl in the pink dress and uggs <laughs> so much secondhand cringe these are emma's notes but also yeah. props to the guy for having the courage to film himself bombing at karaoke so this Eight. video is amazing it takes a while so, like, to get going oh wow there's a reason why we do karaoke in a little like booth by ourselves because i just have no guts to do that in front of <laughs> so good on him we kind of have both of those although i feel like maybe only in the big cities would you have the booths yeah I, I, who knows where this there's i don't know if there's any reference to where this is this might be st louis because they've got a giant stanley cup finals from the year the blues won in oh, the background okay. so well there you go jessica knows sports <laughs> okay just the girl in the pink like i'm obsessed with her she's so great yeah like i don't know if this wearing scarf or whatever is like a choice yeah <laughs> i think like i don't know if wearing uggs to a club or like a karaoke bar is more prevalent in the u.s but i just i love that like ultimate comfort I think, well, this could not, might not even be like a proper karaoke bar. It might just be a bar that has a karaoke machine. Yeah, yeah I think it is. And they do a karaoke night. <laughs> and then people just start walking in front of the camera. So there's possibly two things <laughs> happening here. Sometimes karaoke bars will have like a camera set up and record it and like they can get you the footage. Yeah. And then so that might be what's happening here because it's one static shot of the wide of a lot of the bar and people just wander in and out of this guy's stage. These like they're just swaying. And then two the people just start standing in front of the camera <laughs> while he's and people I think just it's he's filming it. Like I think it's his okay. phone. If you scroll down, the description is just Oh, okay. Because he basically is like, didn't they see the tripod? Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. So that it's not. <laughs> so it is anyway. the worst thing. It's not the possibly nicer thing. Oh, that no, I know. That's what you try to give him like as much room. <laughs> and it's and the acoustic yeah. version. It's not uh, even like he's doing the punk version. He's doing the yeah. acoustic version, that's and nobody's paying attention. Those white socks with those sandals. Oh yeah. That's what he gets for. He's wearing socks with sandals as well. That is a look. His surfing looks nice. He also said that. I'm pretty sure he said, I did also didn't realize this was the acoustic version. Oh. <laughs> um, Go down to the comments. That's right. Yeah, I think it's the comments. Yeah, it was, it was ac acoustic, so it threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> it was acoustic, so it threw me off, but I uploaded it anyway. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it just was I the hope someone should like it better. Oh. Oh, we didn't say this is uploaded by night. Lightmare X stream. Yep. I was trying to give the credit. Yeah. Uh, so. so he's the, 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 the <laughs> nightmare to the darkness, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and people he's are like talking in front of his camera. People just walk right across this. It's not even a stage, but there's no he's reverence to his corner. So They're walking right past him. I know. He's trying so hard to get over. <laughs> but he's a trooper. This is definitely not a karaoke bar. This is a sports bar because you can kind of see on the oh. left of the image, like the larger tables. Like this is just a sports bar, and they had a karaoke machine. This is awful. <laughs> For I mean, he's doing great, but it's awful yeah. that like no one around him could care. <laughs> well, what? I mean, I'll ask the question. Do you think many people there? No Reliant K, like would that that wouldn't be Reliant K's audience, I'm guessing. Absolutely. No, no. <laughs> like I'm honestly and nobody no, looks no. and he puts oh, the, no. the mic <laughs> he put the microphone away and he walked off and waved and nobody did anything. 
He looks like a guy I worked with, and the guy was kind of a sad. Oh no! (laughs) (laughs) I felt like I just I appreciate his dedication to the art, like because the rest of his channel is very much just like anime, like fan videos and stuff. Oh really? (laughs) I'm pretty sure. Like I just skimmed it, but it's it's a lot of Persona Five he plays. Which look, I've finished that game three times. Yeah. Oh, I tried oh. the church one by mistake. Well, real quick, this this one I'll play real quick, but here's a guy doing the actual rock version. Oh, that was just someone having a... <laughs> and there's a football game right behind him. football game behind it. That's kind of a nice move by the venue owners because, like, it'll draw eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll think they're looking at me and I'll be like, yes, like I'm really getting some eyes on me right now. Naturally, my eyes just always go to a, an, a turned on television. So like, I'd be watching <laughs> direction. That's a that's a very kind move by the <laughs> Okay. So <laughs> then here's so here's the church karaoke night. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. I, I lean I lean and away this, from the This seems three. like a somewhat I don't know what domination this is, but with the symbols this on the wall. This looks like a funeral home. Huh? Well, yeah, it does. <laughs> I but thought this... it was a frat house to begin with. Alpha yeah. <laughs> Omega. Yeah. The Greek so letters on the wall is it's, odd. It must be like a more orthodox denomination, although yeah. this guy's, this kid, the boy's wearing very emo clothes. And the girl's wearing somewhat more like conservative clothes. Yeah. Like, so yeah, <laughs> is he trying to act cool or is he being punished for it? Like, is he punishment or is he just trying to look cool? And he doesn't quite understand what cool is. And they seem the drunkest of all because they're just so manic. It's just insane. Oh, like yeah. the camera just turned sideways because I guess she thought it was funny. Like I'll turn the camera sideways. This is 2009, <laughs> so it's not a camera phone. No. So it's not like, oops, it didn't. My phone didn't orientate correctly. Oh. Do they think they're taking stills when they do that? <laughs> Maybe. And he's got one of those beams that has a peak on it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's blown out audio too, which just adds to the chaos. It's beautiful. I want to know where he ended up specifically because. I would not be surprised if he sort of defected from the church in a couple of years' time. Oh, you ended up being the sex symbol from Fallout Boy. <laughs> I've, every girl who's run across the camera is wearing like a dress. So this is like a. Everyone's wearing a dress. No girls yeah. are wearing pants. So this is like a more orthodox. Yeah, except definitely. this boy. The boy's wearing jeans and emo clothes and like an emo hoodie. Yeah. But I gotta charge my my car my car my camera. Jeez. My computer battery in a second. <laughs> so it's just, that's fun that they can cut loose once in a while, even though they have to wear dresses. <laughs> no why. It kind of like gives me Mormon vibes almost. It's just giving me very yeah. specific like, sense memories of like the few times I was exposed to like youth group culture at my school. Like just the very conservative, but oh, but we have lots of fun here. It's like, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a very interesting <laughs> sort of feel. Like, yeah. I was sort of that girl, just like, I knew you in high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But I'm just trying to think what else there was. 
The, I mean, we're sharing their screen, so we can't scroll. That's true. I know. I don't <laughs> oh, know. Really, what happened? That's okay. We're sharing screens so they can't scroll through their list. Oh, that's totally fine. I've pulled them up on my phone, I'm pretty sure. I can shut that off for a second. No, all good. I'm, I'm just to- trying to get my computer plugged in. There we go. All good. Plugged in, yep. Okay. I think, like, for me, <laughs> the next one I want and to look so at, and it won't translate very well to mm. podcast but it's the kid <laughs> who's lip syncing oh yeah like two cameras that he swaps between it just makes me so happy yeah that was insane uh it's the cursed video of kid lip syncing yeah <laughs> okay i'm gonna go back to oh why it's a share screen and this okay he is a real performer i want to find him because this video is like <laughs> <laughs> He's thirteen. Yeah, he's real young. He looks young. Yeah. He's got a really full room with posters everywhere. There's a Spider-Man three poster. There's some. Do- there's some doves on a post on like a long poster there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and let's play video by Rumi Inc. Oh, Rumi Inc. That, that was such a confusing looking word. Rumi Inc. <laughs> Rumi Inc. Oh, and that's the name of the channel as well for sure. Just one as well words. Oh yeah, the the guitar hero. <laughs> guitar hero controller. Yeah, nice. So he's like a young boy, and he's just got tons of stuff in his room, playing yeah. the video game controller. <laughs> the the long sleeve shirt underneath the regular shirt as well. And it's just like a guitar shirt. It's not like it's just guitars on his shirt. Like his parents were like, "You love music. Here's a shirt with guitars on it." You like the rock and rolls. <laughs> like your idol, Chuck Billy. Chuck Berry. Yes. Chuck Billy's the lead singer of Testament. Yes. <laughs> Whoa, the editing in this is fantastic yes. with the snaps. I'm pretty sure he's holding some sort of a he, remote he as is. well. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing this in a two-camera shoot, and he, he snapped to turn to the camera and went, stop right there. Uh, I was saying to Sam when we watched this, like it's pro TikTok. Like, <laughs> yeah. He basically he did TikTok before. Yeah. This is also example one for why I'm very glad to be as old as I am because I would have oh. done stuff like this. <laughs> yes. And that would be the thing that would keep me up at night, remembering <laughs> I did this. I made videos like this, but thankfully there was no YouTube for me to upload them exactly. to. Yeah. So I'm like, thank goodness, because there would just be so much awfulness out there. Yeah. yeah. And this is also an early YouTube video. This is 2008. Yeah. yeah. And that's just two years into YouTube. <laughs> Zoom into his mouth. And I love that the master shot has lead MCMP slash MJPEG. <laughs> 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 this is like a Tim and Eric sketch. It's so perfect. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but, but it's and, and the, the fact that it has the, the decoder watermark on the, only one of the two shots is like also such a what? Whoa! He just got so animated. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What was that little dance move? Like... I feel like this is an. I feel like this is not I feel like he's playing it he, he knows what he's doing I don't oh, think yeah. this is completely because I see a lot of these type of videos and some of them are 
people being unself-aware. He's self-aware here. Do you know what? <laughs> what event took place? What was it late two thousand and eight, early two thousand and nine? The Dark Knight. This kid would have been. <laughs> oh yeah. So into the Dark Knight, he would have been so into Heath Ledger's Joker. Oh, yeah. I can see it. Do you yeah. want to know how he got his scars? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm obsessed with that video. I love it it's, so it's, much. It's not even like mockery. Like no, I just I genuinely, genuinely love him. I yeah. genuinely. Right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, the stop motion film was okay. I've seen uh, stuff like that. It was it, the story of it being. A U.S. soldier goes to like a German-based, yeah. like a, in 1943, to steal a chip or something. Is <laughs> so weird. Why is it paired with who I am? Hates who I've been. Narrative, yeah. And it's definitely shot on iMovie because these are iMovie presets. Exactly. Lines. Yeah. And he also, ex- and I'm assuming it's a he, but like he also extends the intro to keep the title <laughs> cards going on, so you know. <laughs> no. So you understand what the story is and why this song is so important to the story. <laughs> oh, there's the cut. So it's like a Lego set and then it's non-Lego toys walking around yeah. doing stop motion. It's very detailed stop motion. Yeah. It's very good. I didn't actually watch the whole thing. Like, for the five months it must have taken them to do this, I feel <laughs> sad that they only got 49 views. Yeah. yeah. I hope well, they got a job on Robot Chicken. So. Yeah. <laughs> this is uploaded by J underscore W-A-L. And they did the one of two things that sometimes happens where it's Reliant K one word. Like, yeah, no Reliant, space between yeah. Reliance and K, so maybe that prevented them from... Because sometimes other people in other videos, I always have to search Reliant with an A, you know, Reliant yes. spelled correctly yes. to look for fan videos that way. Although this was 2018. Yeah, I think wow. it's, well, hold on. Yeah, it's a 2017. 2017. So he made it in 2017 and uploaded it in 2018. That was his fucking a year to do. Yeah. So that's, that's I'm insane. looking at this and I feel like I've just been wasting quarantine <laughs> and not making <laughs> stop motion fan videos. So good. And this was oh, my, no. this was my favorite AMV of the day. <laughs> Because it's the most inappropriate from a character point of view. Like I said, there's a million. So literally think of any character from the history of television, anime, and video games that turned from a villain into a good guy. And there is an AMV for this song to that character on YouTube. Then I found this one for Randall, the purple bad guy from Monsters, Inc. But this doesn't... like he smelled the <laughs> but it doesn't work because he this is a he's a villain the whole time he never yeah he never yeah. turns he never has a turn but they take little moments where he like shakes his head and it's like like he's remorseful but there he's really shaking his head like no i didn't hear someone walking up behind me yeah <laughs> like i kind of want to i kind of want to know what final shots they use because we watched monsters inc again recently oh, i love that movie so much <laughs> but oh and i just boost drawing of him just gets me every time <laughs> so i'm glad they put that in there but it just it doesn't make any sense like why is someone being a randall apologist like he's the guy? <laughs> 
No, see, they took a sad shot there. Yeah. All black and white. And that's the thing, like the filters they put on and like sort of slow-mo and stuff. It's just like, what is going on? Like this There's guy just here. Okay, I'm trying to remember what bridge or breakdown. Oh, it, it's the slow down part. Okay. I think the person who made this just hates children. Also, 46,000 <laughs> views. Whoa. What? <laughs> what? Oh, what? yeah. How? <laughs> I guess we should watch. He's terrible. So the end of the slowed down section, it cuts to a black and white, like, slow look at his sad face. Like he's thinking remorsefully. It's right here. Oh my gosh, YouTube is, here we go. <laughs> He's remorsefully reading his newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> Stucks it I, down. Jord oh Jordan God. Johnson, seven years ago said, I love Randall, he's so misunderstood. He just tried to fit in like we all do at some point. I'll always be a Randall fangirl. He makes my heart beat every time I see him. I don't care what anyone says, I love him. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. So I guess there's a whole like thing out there of like people who have head cannons that Randall is misunderstood, which is absolutely not in the movie. Mm. I mean, maybe if you go back and look at the joke Ooh. of him being in the prequel, like the joke in the prequel is he, he like got so, so shunned for like, it's a joke because he's not even a main character in yeah. Yeah. University, yeah. but there's a throwaway joke of where, you know, because at some point he gets treated badly like that puts him on the path to be a villain but it's not even a real setup it's a joke no it's for the fact that you know he's the bad guy in in monsters inc there is actually a lot of evidence against him being quote-unquote pure evil so, <laughs> at least like according to shark lover one two three who's oh, whose image who's yeah <laughs> yeah whose profile pic is is bruce the shark from uh finding nemo would you like expanded the comment? I just want to see what they say about water noose. Cause like that's <sighs> not good enough. Like the standard you walk by is the standard you accept. I'm sorry. But like even in even in the original <laughs> Monsters Inc., he is just bad. There's no yeah. why am I bad? I'm just bad. Oh, that's far out. <laughs> so <laughs> no. There's people love Randall and they think wow. he was misunderstood. Wow. He tried to kill a little girl. <laughs> what do you? I mean, as Jordan said, she loves him, and her heart skips a beat when she sees. Him. <laughs> he's got the Steve Buscemi I, eyes, so like he's got course. the Steve Buscemi voice. Exactly, as well. like Randall is Steve Buscemi, basically. Except the real Steve Buscemi is delightful, and I my heart skips a beat when I see the oh, real really? Steve Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the fruit basket one was... That was wonderful. Oh, so yeah, this is something I hadn't... I discovered only recently, the idea of cosplay music videos, where someone yeah. does a cosplay for an anime character and then goes out and shoots a full music video in their cosplay. For me, it's the fact that it was released in 2019, yeah. which I did not pick yeah. up on until Sam noted that. Yeah, they should have known better in 2019. <laughs> so sorry. But yeah. So is their display picture the actual character? Uh, I don't think so. No, nah. it's just them. Yeah. 
And so, because like I loved Fruits Basket as a teen, um, and Kyo was my favorite character, but it, she does not tell me anything. Oh, I, I probably like not sure if those are the correct pronouns, but like they don't tell me anything about Kyo as a person. It's just looking sad. It's just him and- walking around being angry. <laughs> All remorseful. I just, I saw something and it's nightmare fuel and I kind of want to know what it is. What is going on here? It's a Helsing character. I seriously thought that that was like one of those sex doll things. That's what I thought I was looking at. So Bread Robin is the name of this channel. And I guess she's a cosplayer and also likes DC Comics because I was looking at some titles. And yeah. this is a cosplay of a Helsing anime character, but because she's like in the thumbnail so far back, her skin looks porcelain and perfect. So yeah, yeah. she doesn't look like a real plastic. In plastic. Yeah. Uncanny Valley. Just, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I want to like the anime carry- characters that should be lesbians. Like that's, <laughs> that's really important stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. So was there anything else you guys wanted to go over? Because I have one that I saved that I didn't want to tell you about. But this is what I figured we'd end on. So, well, I'll I'll go through my favorite one was the Final Fantasy VII. The two Final Fantasy VII ones. Okay. Yeah. Um, So, no, there was a Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, which was the animated movie. Yeah. I'm saying this because Final Fantasy VII is my favorite game. And then Final Fantasy X and X2. This... I want to dedicate this to the love of my life. I'm sorry I let my depression get the best of me. I let my past haunt me. I had a hard time forgiving and letting go. I let that pain take over, I guess. It took me some time to heal, but I'm ready to move on. I feel like this feeling of my old self again. Thank you for never giving up on me, my love. Like, okay. But then why is it also played to who I am, hates who I've been, and Final Fantasy VII Advent Children? (laughs) Maybe that... Whoever they're who okay, so this is uploaded by whoops. Sorry, this is difficult to control. This um, <laughs> this is uploaded by Zero Point Sanity, oh. and maybe whoever Zero Point Sanity is apologizing to, maybe this was a gift. Maybe the person yeah. who needed the apolo- the apology loves Final Fantasy and loves Reliant K, <laughs> or maybe yeah. they don't. <laughs> they were the bad friend Tyson in there. <laughs> <laughs> they have bad friend Sanity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then the other one, it's uh, the one thing that just, I, it had me cackling was just one of the comments. Cause <laughs> it's like about like Final Fantasy X2, which is like the female characters and they're in a, they're in a girl group. It's like the bottom comment. And it's basically like, it's basically like, you know, who's hotter than these characters? Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody after this, yeah, you know, who's even hotter than, than all oh, of real these people. It's just real people. Real people. Thanks, you know who's hotter than all these people combined? Real people. It's like this. It's like, watch, stop looking at cartoons. Why are you yeah. looking at oh. jerking off at cartoons? It's like, I'm which just tells me it. One, which tells me one thing, that Cyber Dog <laughs> is into it, but is ashamed of being into it. Yeah. <laughs> nobody else is saying how like, sexy they are. <laughs> this video is from 13 years ago, at least. Yeah, this comes up a lot because you know eventually YouTube had their proper tree system of comments and replies. So yeah. sometimes with these older videos, you get like a weird thing where it's just one person's conversation with someone or one person's argument, 
in a comment yeah. from a YouTube video from 10 years ago, but maybe the other person deleted their comments or deleted their account and their comments were lost. So you just get one person <laughs> yelling at a vacuum. It's like, no, Shadow is blood. No, Randall is not. <laughs> I like to think Cyberdog just came out with that on his own, just out of nowhere. Just being like, no, guys. It's incredible. Bless you, Cyberdog. What is Cyberdog? Cyberdog doesn't have any videos. Okay. But Cyber Cyberdog loves Daft Punk. I hope they're doing okay right now since they just broke up. Oh, no. Oh, no. Cyberdog. Cyberdog uh, loves Gabriel Iglesias. Wait. Okay. So he has a workout playlist. That's cool. Upbeat rock. I thought the upbeat rock was. I thought the person on that was Ben Shapiro. It's going to be like. <laughs> I'm keen to see what this stupid kid playlist has on it because yeah. it could be pretty good. They have a. Um, they have an alkaline trio playlist. Wait, a Bloodhound okay. Gang slash Lonely, Lonely Island. Island. Bloodhound Gang slash Lonely Island. That famous oh, yes. duo. <laughs> the antithesis to one another. Um. Black ten, Eyed Peace. Ten Things I Hate About You. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and it's got Muse. Sweet. It the, that is oh, it's the soundtrack. It's, okay. yeah. it's, their, it's their three favorite sound songs from the soundtrack to Ten Things I Hate About You. They couldn't get the rights to the other seven. Yeah. True. Oh, my goodness. But I think, yeah, we. I could honestly do this for hours. Oh, but man. Well, then let's end on the piece de resistance as far as I'm concerned. I didn't put this in the list, so no one would know about it. Hot married couple. Well, that tells me all I need to know. <laughs> I don't know. I think she's he's done. No, it's he's done better. Hot than married she couple. It's called Hot Married wow. Couple Sings Coronavirus wow. Parody Song, oh, uploaded no. by J. Mark Schwarzenruber. And it has the COVID 19, you know, learn more stamp on it from YouTube. I hear the proverbial knocking on my door as you come to say hello. You might think I'm losing my mind, but I'm a shy away from human contact because I don't want you to catch what I have. <laughs> when are you gonna get them on the podcast <laughs> i know <laughs> luckily yep. it's only a minute and a half <laughs> you're, wow. you're also a, a married couple that enjoys the, the <laughs> yeah. exactly. they might I, be listeners for all i know i can't imagine they are but wow, um, <laughs> wow. Oh, we don't wife... actually have the coronavirus yet. Hugs and kisses. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so, you lost me at titling it hot married couple. I like, know. Did you think that would get you more views? Oh, and this is early in it for America. This is Whoa. March 21st. This is just like 
as lockdown was wow. hitting. And so this is like, oh, this won't last forever. Oh, it's not a big deal. Oh, I kissed my grandma. Yeah. Uh, what, is it, what are we at? What was it? Uh, half a million people? I don't even remember yeah. anymore. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, this makes sense within that context. Like, the sort of jaunty, like, ah, oh, yeah. like what a time to be alive but my god um, it's like when you see people that are like they do like the videos going into walmart and they're like haha not wearing a mask because i'm not going to and then it's like oh they died from corona oh my <laughs> god mm. ha, 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 this is great hashtag poor poor grandma. Grandma. 11 months ago oh, so instead of grandma got run over by a reindeer now it's just like, <laughs> grandma, now she dead <laughs> <laughs> Grandma got kissed by me, and I had COVID, and I was an asymptomatic. <laughs> oh, oh, I have an all-around YouTuber clapping hands. If if you ever interview them, can you get us back on, and so we can just ask why? Like why? I gotta hear how this. Absolutely. Yeah. Here's the last 17 seconds. That piano tone is perfect for this song now. It's right off the album. <laughs> oh, we're having fun. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Hi, Grandma. Dead it's, people. I, I, I can't understand the tone of it, though. Like, Are they mocking coronavirus or are they on the side of, hey, let's be aware of coronavirus? I th- honestly think it was the sort of the same energy as back at the beginning of the pandemic where people were like doing those memes of like how they had the diagram of someone washing their hands to like X amount of seconds of a song, but people were like putting it to like shit post kind of things. Like I'm picturing that same sort of energy where it's like, we believe that this is real and like we're cautious of it, but also this is a bit weird and sort of. This will pass in like two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I just went and downloaded it right away i have a youtube yeah. download page yep. i use and i was like i'm gonna download this right now just in case it gets deleted yeah, <laughs> yeah. i want to record this uh-huh. when uh covid started hitting and I, I i go to reddit all the time to come up with meme ideas i kind of like comb through the meme reddit subreddits just to get an idea yeah. of what's like getting popular and stuff and when coronavirus is hitting everyone started making coronavirus memes and then about a week after that everyone was like stop with the coronavirus memes but it wasn't it was like this thing like okay it's gonna be over soon just stop with the coronavirus memes like no you have no idea we're not even near (laughs) oh no like it's uh yeah so now this podcast is going to be stamped with one of those auto links of here's information to the cdc <laughs> you gotta get flagged on Twitter. yeah learn more about the coronavirus <laughs> well yeah full disclosure we are fully pro-vax we're gonna get vaccinated oh as soon as we can yeah we're on the bottom of the list understandably but yeah yeah, yeah. no hook it to my veins honestly yeah, yeah. But my no. grandma just got her first shot so Yay. we can see her Yay. hopefully soon <laughs> when she gets her second shot yeah well, I mean, um, you can give your grandma a kiss then. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Unlike those two, how dare that? Oh, my goodness. Well, this has been fun. This has been yes. fun. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I honestly could just review covers with you guys all day. It's been a lot of fun. So thanks very much for coming on. I uh, Hopefully we'll figure out a way to do this again, even though you're done with Reliant K songs yeah. on your show. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you for having us. This is... 
could do this for hours. Yeah. I would blow out my voice, but happily. <laughs> and yeah, honestly, like we, I'm curious to get more into Reliant K. So there's always a future crossover prospect there. And also like, yeah, love. Well, I've got your list. I've got to look if there are any Reliant K related. No, bands. honestly, yeah. just get in touch. Or if there's just any non-Reliant K songs you want to talk about. Absolutely. Okay. So, Ethan Luck has to be on the Funkos. Ethan Luck is the third drummer of Reliant K. From ooh, he's on ooh. Forget Not Slow Down, and he's this guy that's been in like every Christian punk band. He's yeah. done studio stuff, but he also has been like full time touring member with people, and he's been in the band. Like he when he joined Reliant K, I thought he was just like filling in because he's that kind of guy. But he became yeah. the full time member of Reliant K from like two thousand seven to two thousand. 13 13 or 14 yeah so yeah there's got to be some more ethan luck somewhere in punko's pod awesome. I mean, punko's, punko's ellipses yeah yeah no, i do that <laughs> do you guys ever say punko's pod when you mean punko's a song comes from punko's pod volume whatever <laughs> yeah because I do uh, that all the time. If I have to mention Sadie Hawkins dance, yeah. I yeah. say Sadie Hawkins pod <laughs> yeah. and Jessica's yeah. like, you mean dance? And I'm like, yes. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, we have to do the, I was going to say, we'll take a break and then come back with our guests, but we have to go over the music video. So should we take our break now and then go over the music video and then talk to our guests or? Yes, let's do all that again. (laughs) 